All right, everybody, welcome back to Cinemax Events. Welcome back to your education for the week. We got Ryan over here. We got Sean over here. Yes, All right, there was some shots fired this past week, and I can't wait to get to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris Rock came out, came out swinging just a little bit. I felt he hit a swing a little bit harder. I did. I did. I made sure I saw it before this episode. Did you watch the live stream, or did you watch, like, the playback? The playback. Okay. I, no, I've seen the uh, post, which I we got. Yeah, I, I think we got about at least. 15, 20 minutes to talk about that Chris Rock, Chris Rock special. Yeah. Okay, is it, but we're, we was that you that Texas saying they had an after show? That was me, yeah. Did you see the after show? I did. What did you think of that? That was funny. J.B. Smooth was funny to me. Um, Was there a pre-show? I don't think oh, there was I a pre-show. That? Oh, man. So, did when you watched it live, the part when they had, uh, it was Jerry Seinfeld. Did you see the part of Jerry Seinfeld? I didn't see Jerry Seinfeld. I saw David Spade and um, Dana Harvey. And they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Arsenio, some black chick that was a, a comedian herself, and uh, J.B. Smooth. They were all sitting in this. Black, like Wanda Sykes or something? Uh, no, I can't remember her name. She's newer. She's definitely newer. She's from oh, okay. Africa. I can't remember her name. Uh-huh. They were talking about her being from Africa. But, um, no, they, it was just like a, a live um, you know, uh, post-show of what they thought uh, was controversial and what they thought about the Will Smith stuff and that um, – that Lululemon stuff that he talked about. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they all talked about that. So. I'm about to say, Chris Rock is always a trip on his perspective on things. but I felt like it was a little not his best to me. Because I I, he, 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 I felt like he, he even messed up the joke with the concussion joke. He messed the concussion See, joke. See, that's the problem when you do something live. Right, right. You ain't so, got a chance to cut and edit cut that and stuff edited, and make it look yeah, more clean. Yeah, yeah, but, so. but that's fine. Overall, I, I, I thought this, the overall performance was was pretty good. Now, as far as the jokes landing, we can get to that a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah, ain't no need to dissect it because we got a lot to dissect because, I, like I said, I watched a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff that I had to keep up on. Ryan, I did keep my promise. I watched that movie that you asked me to watch, so I'll review that also. There's a few of them. I'm looking forward to what, what one you caught oh, up with. Oh, 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 we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, <laughs> man, because like I said, I had... It's feel like it's been a long week already. It is. Man, it's only let, Wednesday. Let, all right, shit. man. Let's just do the check-in. Checking on my bros. How, right. Ryan, how we doing, man? Everything doing all right for you? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think either Saturday or Sunday. Uh, caught a little slight cold, so I've been blowing my nose nonstop. It's allergy season too. I know yeah. mine's yeah. coming back too. Oh, it's it's definitely. A cold. I got I got a cold because yeah, I, I don't really I don't have allergies. Yeah, I'm immune to damn near everything out here. But yeah, I, I I get the common cold at least once or twice a year. Then I'm usually good. And it was I'm just fortunate I I caught this cold before summertime gets here. I feel like the I feel like COVID is gonna be like the common cold pretty soon. Yeah, um, it could. Yeah, I think it's ran its course. Anytime enough, you sniff yeah. one, everybody like, oh, go get tested. Yep, Dead yep, serious. But it's not. Yeah, I feel like it's ran its course enough that it's in our bodies now. We probably had it and didn't even know. You know, so. Uh, and if that's the case, then you, you're 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 pretty uh, lucky because it's not as strong with you. You know what I mean? But, oh, this is gonna be yeah. like the disease that take out the aliens, like right. the world of wars. <laughs> they just sneeze and kill the entire race. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, I couldn't believe that. They go. That's all. We were shooting them with rockets, and that didn't work. But they you sent sneezed. the army, man. You should have sent like an eight year old over there. <laughs> you know, the whole playground would have destroyed their entire race in ten minutes. <laughs> Man, god damn. That's it. A sneeze killed <laughs> God, yeah. what, a, what a stupid thing to kill an alien. Like a cold. Like, <laughs> wait, didn't they do the same damn thing? And like, um, damn, what was the hell? Is it Mars Attack? I feel like, I feel like they did something like that in Mars Attack. I feel like they did the same thing in Independence Day. Basically, they just got a virus. That's right. All, they, like, all right, man, we got to get more creative. Yeah, it's a cold. They can't handle our, 
our, our common colds down here. Okay. War of the Worlds. I think you might think of War of the Worlds. That's the one he's talking about. The one with Tom Cruise. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one where they got they got sick real quick. Yeah. This, the, our our bacteria killed him. Oh, so. I guess. Yeah. So next time we'll just send a playground over there to him, man. Like a whole kindergarten class. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, go hug the aliens. Walk them. Start running and shit. <laughs> That'll be a short ass movie. Uh, <laughs> Elliot. Well, kindergarten's like save the planet. Like, All right, man. Good for you. <laughs> E.T. would play with the kids, though. He wasn't scared of them. Elliot. He pointed them out. <laughs> I know. Ouch. They put him in like a little quarantine room. And everything. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't stay with him. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, they, tried to, they made him dry. Up like a raisin and shit. They almost killed ET, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, he was looking like a sick kid for the rest of the movie. Right. They put him in a blanket. Y'all like think had to ride him around? Y'all all think that's way? a classic ET? I think it is a classic. Some people you, don't you, like you, it. You, I liked it. Wait, who people? Name some I, of them. I, I, I've had conversations over years with people that didn't think ET was all that great. I'm just not. I mean, I've never having conversation. I don't know exactly who, but I thought it was always good. But you know, a little Drew Barrymore in there and stuff. So I'll I say that's like the equivalent of saying something negative. About Forrest Gump. Yeah, ATs. You, you class, can't yeah. talk about no, no that's, that's like saying like Raiders of the Lost Ark is like not a classic yeah, movie. Like classic, anytime yeah. somebody has a movie opinion on that level, I look at them a little bit differently. Now, oh yeah. You know how people look at people differently when they have like their political views. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear a movie opinion and I hear something kind of wild, I'm like, you know what? I can't trust this. <laughs> exactly. No yeah. More. Like, what you mean you like Batman forever? <laughs> right. I heard that. I heard that the other day. I looked at him. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Whoa, I don't know about you for a second. Now, hold on, man. I ain't never heard nobody utter those words out their lips, man. Like Batman Forever was pretty good. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and the way, but I had to back it up because the way that he explained it, he said it was nostalgia. Nostalgia will make you buy into a movie being better than what it was simply because it rings true to a memory that you had. That that's a good memory. Didn't Jim, Bat, didn't Batman? Oh my bad. Didn't Batman Forever have the seal? Um, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I remember that being very. I, I, I do. I Jim can't, Carrey I can't was see the biggest movie yeah. star in the world yeah. at that point, yeah. and a lot of people loved it just for his Riddler. And that's what he was explaining. He was because we was listening to that song Seal. I was like, Oh man, Seal got fine ass Heidi Klum, whatever. And then all of a sudden we started talking. Now all of a sudden he said Batman Forever was pretty good. I was like, What? Hold on. Wait, what you say? We saw the same movie, right? You're not talking about like you know Batman Returns, right? I was like, Yeah. He said Batman Forever, and he said because of nostalgia. I was like, oh, Yeah, man, I, I can see what the with everything going on, or the, all the publicity and the seal soundtrack, you, you, I remember those exactly. Watching well, the that, movie yeah. that came after that, I give Batman Forever a little more leeway. Right, that's the one with Mister Freeze, right? Yes, yeah. and that Joel Schumacher messed up. What it, killed? It, what yeah. killed the dinosaurs? Nice <laughs> <The> age, <laughs> Freeze. Oh, God. That was just it was, it was such. Man, I don't want to remember that anymore. Funny. That being said, is there a nostalgic movie that y'all like to think of that's better than what you think the consensus think it is? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. That I, is a great question. I have to think about it better than what the critics think. A nostalgic movie. I had to think about that for a second because nostalgic, if I had to think about it, even though I do think it is a classic, White Man Can't Jump is a nostalgic movie for yeah. me because of the memory that it triggers for me, like me hanging out with my dad. That movie is movie. freaking awesome. It is a good movie, and it's a damn shame that they're remaking it. We'll get to that probably later, but once again, it's just one of those movies where it rings true to me having a good memory that's attached to it. So that's why I think I kind of like amp it up just a little bit more than maybe I, I is say, what it is. I'll say a reverse. I would say I remember this movie, but I don't think it's as good as people think. Poltergeist was never scary to me, but I always remember my brother watching Poltergeist. But I never thought it was scary. The little girl getting I, sucked in the TV, I'm like, that's not scary to me. Like, well, that's yeah, that's yeah. the reverse of what that's Tommy has. That's what I'm saying. I never reverse. liked Poltergeist. Me, me neither, I, but I, people 
Poltergeist is they people talk, you know, like that's a, a classic to some folks, you know, that's a horror. Oh yeah, classic. It's, yeah, not, it's I, not scary to me. It's yeah. not, I mean, right. and I even I we talked about this in other episodes about that uh, another crappy movie uh, with uh, the original It. The transvestite movie. Um, oh, Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you talking about Tim Curry? Tim, Tim Curry, Curry yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that movie is terrible. And it, it has a following. Wait, you're saying it is terrible? No, 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 no. Rocky Horror Picture yeah. is terrible. My, 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 yeah, to my, answer my, your question real quickly, yeah. I'll say Under Siege 2 for me. Under Siege 2 had a lot of backlash. It's like, this movie's freaking awesome. But do you think it's better than Under Siege 1? No. Oh, no, okay. but that doesn't make oh. it bad. Oh, okay. No, no, that doesn't make it bad. No, I still I think it was pretty good. It I was love good. Under Siege it, had, 2. it was much better than I ever thought. Man, that movie was getting disgraced when it came out. There was not one positive review you could find. Not <laughs> one. Getting disgraced. I thought I was going to walk in there and see some crap. I, I've loved that movie since the theater and on VHS. Well, love Under Siege well, 2. Well, to be fair, Harlem Knights got disgraced by the critics, but we all love it, don't we? Very true. Yes, it did. Whenever you hear fucking Casey Ryback, that's when, <laughs> every time they say that, it, it, who's on that book train? Casey Ryback. <laughs> I know. The way they said you know how they, <laughs> how they say Brad Wesley in Roadhouse? <laughs> <laughs> like, like all sends a shiver down your spine. Oh yeah, how did he get on there? This dude's just a cook or a, or some other person or a retired. Every he's always something else. He's just a cook on this train. This this somehow we got Casey right back on there. Oh <laughs> shit! Or when the bad guy hear about him, man, he's all fucking Casey right back. I know when you right. see that ponytail floating <laughs> in the screen, man. You know somebody going to he gonna break a wrist. He gonna do a bunch of cuts. Oh, on you're comment. done. You're done. Because yeah. y'all saw y'all sent me that clip of Steven Seagal like fights oh yeah <laughs> every time he fight man he just be flailing all over the damn place i'm like man he could have he could have hurt them like five six moves ago but they all just take turns getting whooping all right you go first let me get get in there and get my <laughs> arm snap my arm is getting snapped if you miss that arm is snapped snap. <laughs> yeah broke you're getting flipped on your back or thrown through a window oh man he still can't run for shit he, he can't run, run. He's he's like his wrists are broke oh he's hilarious oh those fights were funny i as love hell. that man so much well i'm great. glad somebody loves him i love him too i think he's russian now ain't he, he I country yeah. Yeah. imagine him arresting you pulling you over that oh, oh shit i do remember him he was, he was like officer, yeah. he was a police officer yeah. everybody you got pulled over hey can i get the picture can I get an autograph <laughs> He seemed like an asshole, though, so, I mean, I don't know how he'd be. So. I haven't heard too many good stories about him behind yeah. the scenes. Everybody keeps saying, like, he an asshole, he a predator, he be harassing women on set and all that stuff. Touching them really? shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look that up, man. There's a lot of people been putting stories out there. Like, Seamus Seagal's, like, a menace on, like, the, on this movie set. Like, he be harassing women. He's an asshole, a stuntman, and all this other stuff. Like, nobody really likes him. Yeah. So it mm. makes a lot of sense. You know, I'd be fat and depressed and, you know, rude to Russia if everybody else in America didn't like me either. So I guess that's how it is, man. Steve was like, oh, man, shout out to you, man. You gave me some great memories, but uh, hopefully you stay out this fucking country. <laughs> our, uh, our, our, our icon, Bruce Willis, got dementia now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, that, uh, actually, that, that's when my grandma died from dementia because she just forgot how to do everything. Eventually, you can't, you forget how to breathe and eat. I yeah. mean, it gets to that point, you know, and so he's, he's in the, the first stages of dementia. I mean, I, it's it's sounding pretty bad for him right now. That's so. a damn shame. I know, man. We got to do an entire episode. Oh, really? For sure. For Bruce sure. Willis, man, because this is this is sad to hear about. You know, what was the last movie that he did? Whatever it is, yeah, I didn't come on the theater. He did a lot of straight to uh, streaming type stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I, I got to give him a tr- we got to give him a tribute, man, because this man deserves it by now. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so let's move on from a sad note to some positivity, man. Let's get to our standing ovation this week. All right. Anybody want to take lead? You want to pass it off to me? Who wants it? Um, you want to go, Ryan? Sure. You go first, sure. my man. I was. Let me get my notes out here. You go ahead. 
Ryan always got his notes written down. <laughs> I'm, I try to be prepared. It's not always guaranteed. Uh, this week, I wanted to focus on some of the uh, people behind the scenes that we don't see on camera, but are just as vital as the uh, writers, actors, and directors. And this is a female film editor who's, uh, as we'll talk about later in this episode, was a reason I wanted to shout her out. But I wanted to uh, give my standing ovation this week to a uh, Hispanic background. Uh, it is Claudia Castell, a uh, film editor. Behind uh, the mo- her most recent work was the 2022 Prey movie, which was better than I think all three of us and a lot of other people thought it was going to be. Oh, no, uh, it was great. It was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, we all watched that Joker house. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, and you was late. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> late to your own fucking house, man. Only you. The Predator was waiting on you like, God damn it. Oh, Ryan should have been here by now. Uh, go ahead, just drop me off, man. All right, man, this is leave Earth. Come, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to the day of 1600s, 1700s. Shit. That's oh. a, not, not my brightest moment. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you guys came on. That was a fun night. It was Great good fun times, night. man. It was a good time. Yeah, Tommy got the cops called on me, but we'll talk about that in another episode. Oh, shit. My bad. No, <laughs> no that wasn't me. That's, that's my offspring. Yeah. <laughs> um, also was uh, on the editing team. Yeah, the blockbusters usually have uh, multiple editors. So, uh, yeah, once you go over $75 million for your budget, they bring in multiple editors uh, just to play it safe. So she was also on the editing team for... The 2018 Chadwick Boseman Black Panther also worked on the 2015 Creed as well as Fruitvale Station, uh, the first collaboration between Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. If you haven't seen Fruitvale Station, please, listeners, give give that two hours a chance. It is a true story about uh, uh, just a human being that is great drama and I think you'll really see the reason why Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan are in such high demand uh, after you see Fruitville Station. But, uh, yeah, editors can uh, are truly some of the unsung heroes in the movie industry. And the movies I just named, Predator, Creed, Fruitville Station, Black Panther, uh, these are all modern classics in my eyes, and uh, the editing is a big part of that. Um yeah, the filmmaking process, uh, every scene that we see in the final product probably had over five or ten takes for each each scene we end up seeing in the final movie. And it's usually between the editor and the director to kind of find the magic in there and edit it down to see what's going to be the best presented in the final product. And, you know, uh, it's uh, it's become a lot easier nowadays with uh, the advancements of uh, digital technology. So you can do a lot of editing work on the uh, on your on a laptop. That doesn't make it any easier uh, as it is because yeah, when you have to edit video and sound together, make it all in sync, as well as find that actual rhythm of the overall movie. Uh, that is absolutely vital, and you it takes a lot of talent to keep that motion going. Claudia Castell, you are my staying ovation this week. Uh, you have helped give me uh, some of the best movies of the past uh, decade, and I can't wait to see what you're involved in next. Very good staying ovation. Mm-hmm. Very, Very good. I, I, I like the unknowns right there, man. Whenever you bring out somebody that I have no idea who they are, and I get put onto them, 
That's a great feeling, man. It's always a great feeling to get put onto a new movie, a new actress, anybody that's new like that, man. That's, that's always appreciated. So, Brian, thank you very much for that, man. That was a good one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. You mind if I go next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, because I was the last one to this party as far as watching this movie, and it's because of this movie, The Woman King, I have to give my stand ovation to Lashana Lynch. <laughs> yeah, boy. That's the one that was kicking ass, right? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. What yeah. a force of nature she was in that. Okay. I, I honestly feel like y'all undersold her performance in the movie. I think I did. She was the star she of was, the movie. Yeah, she was. She absolutely was the one that kept me in, like encapsulated to everything that was going on, on the screen whenever she was there. She was like the toughest thing that I've seen on screen, most compassionate. She definitely went out like a badass at the end of it. I was like, man, you know what? I know I gave her a lot of shit because I felt like, you know, when she was in 007, the trailer for that uh, No Time to Kill, I was like, they bringing like a female Bond now. Like, I don't know. She's the right one to do that. Yada, yada, yada. You know what? I have to walk all that back. You know what? I was wrong. She's a really great actress. And overall, I think that she was the highlight of The Woman King. Now, she had her her film debut in 2012 in a movie called, uh, I think it's called Fast Times or Fast Lane, something like that. It's a, it was a British uh, movie, Fast Girls. My apologies, Fast Girls, because I keep forgetting that she's British. No accent. Whenever mm-hmm. I see the British doing accents for us, man, they do a lot better than us, man. I got to give them a little bit more credit. But a lot of y'all know her now as like uh, Maria Rambeau from the Captain Marvel movie. And she also played in the Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. She played the Captain Marvel of another multiverse. You know, the Maria Rambo. She was Captain Marvel in that universe. And, of course, you saw her as a new uh, 007 agent that was in uh, No Time to Kill with, uh, of course, you know, Daniel Craig. Overall, I have to say, the Women King, if I can just get that out real quick, she killed that movie. She absolutely killed that damn movie. She was so damn good in that movie. I completely got lost that Viola Davis was a star. Yeah. Not no disrespect to Viola Davis, but I thought that she did her job so damn well as being like the support actress in this movie. She did so damn well. It actually made me love the Woman King a little bit more than I probably would have liked if she wasn't in the movie. Yeah, she was uh she like she'd be perfect for the Dora Milaje too. Like she'd be she's so menacing and big, you know, as far as a woman goes. Like she was running yeah. the way she was running and talking to the the younger girl. I like that. There's an intensity yeah. and physicality oh, yeah. to her yeah. that I think uh that's the best showcase of her talent that I've ever seen. Yeah. Cuz yeah, she uh yeah, she was getting hyped up, but Woman King is by far a, a groundbreaking performance and role for her. The part where they had that spear in them and they were pushing it with the guy. Yeah. Was, yeah that was dope. Yeah. 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 I was so. kind of mad to see her get captured. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she wouldn't have went out like that. Exactly. But, you know. no, well, she went out like a G. She did. Like, like she was supposed to. Yeah. She did her job. She took care of herself. She took care of that little girl. You know, pretty much molded her to be an award that she was. And I did like the little twist at, you know, in the middle of the movie. Well, I guess we'll get to that when I get to my review. But mm-hmm. overall, Woman King was a great film. And I give that. That credit all to Lashana Lynch. So, same motivation this week, the Queen Lashana Lynch. Thank you very much for that performance that you gave in Women King. It made the movie so much more better to watch. Not saying it was terrible, but you just put it over the top. You were the cherry mm-hmm. on top of this ice cream right there. So, shout out to you this week. Thank you very, very much. Sean, what you got for us? I got a girl, or a lady, excuse me, or a woman, since we're still in women's. Yeah, get your pronouns. Today right. is Women's, International Women's Day or something like that, or something like that, or something, I don't oh, know. I thought it was all month. I thought it was, maybe it was a something going on today, too. They got a day and them. I got a whole month. month, too. Yeah, I guess. Hey, today deserve it. Uh, you go ahead and hit all the curbs you want to, ladies, today. Um, <laughs> skin up the rims and all that shit, so... 
Yeah, it's over. You got some time left. You want to get out there and do that. So, <laughs> so. Because my wife can't park for shit. <laughs> you have no idea how funny that is. Oh, I've seen it. I'd be looking me. at the tires like, oh, you hit something else. Just <laughs> run up all on this curve. I know that like curve nothing. just jumped up out of nowhere. No, goddamn curves everywhere. She shit. cannot parallel park to save her life. If all I've experienced is, is a is a scuff on the on the hubcap, I'd I'd be laughing more myself. <laughs> but yeah, y'all can't drive for shit. No, 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 they can't. <laughs> Looking up at the moon. What is the moon doing? Oh my god! Pow, boom! <laughs> oh shit! I know this. I know we're gonna get canceled. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is so damn funny. How, you know, it's actually a town when you see them doing yeah, makeup yeah. while they driving, oh they answering god. the phone, they they dr- drinking their coffee, they on Facebook. Breakfast. Like goddamn, you on Facebook this entire time? I know. Yeah. If I'm texting while I'm driving, my wife thinks it's the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. Oh like, my god. I'm like woman, I just seen you put eyeliner on <laughs> on the highway, <laughs> like, going ninety and shit. Yeah. Man, but uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, congratulations to you ladies for that. I'm going with Leslie Mann. Um, Ooh, uh, oh, I love man. her. One I, of my crushes. I yes. love her. I like her. I had a crush on her too. She is so damn I funny. watched uh, Knocked Up with her and uh, Seth Rogen and Catherine. Is it Catherine Heigl? Is that her name? Heigl. 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 Yeah, I you like talking her. talking about the one woman that was on uh, Under Siege 2. Yeah, uh, Under Siege 2. Under yeah, Siege 2, yeah, yes. yeah. She's the one that's pregnant in this and she plays her sister. But man, she's actually... That Jude Apatow, was his name? Yeah, that's his wife. That's his wife. I didn't know that. Like, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's why she's in a lot of his she's movies. She's in a lot of his movies. Uh, she's so um, she's so funny, but she seemed like she would scare me. She like She's like that for real, like an asshole, mean, bitchy-ass wife. You know what I mean? Like, But she's so funny and pretty, but she seemed like she would disgrace you real bad if you messed up in front yeah, of her. Yeah, as fine as she is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as fine as she is, but... She's funny, man. I like her in most everything. Um, the Change Up. You guys ever seen The Change Up? Oh, is that the uh, one with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds, and, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yep, yep. Uh, this is Forty. I've seen. She was that. great. She had a leading part in that. And yeah. they said that was loosely a uh, sequel to Knocked Up. Because that's what kinda, I'm saying. They, they kind of had a similar vibe. Yeah, but it was like the husband and wife carrying on their right. story. Um, yeah, I get it. Big Daddy. You guys remember her in Big Daddy? She was the Hooter. Yeah, she was, uh, yeah. She was uh, oh, his best friend's right, wife. Right. Right. She was John Stewart's wife. Yep, she worked at Hooters. Yep, yep. Um, uh, the four-year-old version. Remember, she picked him up and on the at the, at the club, and she threw up in the car. Or she yep, was, <laughs> yep. I forgot that was, that was a small part. But oh I my that god, man, she is freaking. How to be single? I don't know if I've seen all of that. I do know. I think they had like Dakota Johnson, uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, yes, yeah. Rebel Wilson. How the um, hell did you see that movie? Uh, I watch hang, a lot. When you married, you watch a lot of stuff that was not meant for your eyes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, she's she's great, man. She played in a lot. She actually plays some characters in Rio too. She played a character in Rio in the cartoon. Yes, and Rio. Yeah, and I remember Rio, her. Both. I remember her voice. Yes. Uh, the Crude. She played a voice for that. I don't remember that one. Um, I, I'm guessing she was in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember all of that. I, remember, I never saw just the preview. There's a lot of movies that I've never heard of. I'm waiting for that. you to bring up another classic, man. Um, you, you ain't said George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Yeah, she Come did on, play man. in that. Yep, George of the Jungle. I, uh, yep. Yeah, it's so, enjoyable. I, yeah, I don't remember man, it. Don't though. you, man? We we did like at least a 10 minute segment. About Buffy last week, man. Yeah. You better show some respect. She wasn't Buffy. Yeah. The trailers. Watch yeah. out for that tree. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, I don't know. No, that must have been your girl driving your car. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she washed it up for that fire hydrant. Man. She did everything. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. Uh, she, I'm sorry. That's disrespectful. Yeah, that my apologies to your car. I'm still paying for it. <laughs> uh, Paranorman. She did something for Paranorman. I've never seen Paranorman. Uh, Wait, I love that movie. Did you she, seen Paranorman? She was a voice actress? She was a voice actress for Paranorman. I don't. I got to watch it again. Uh, oh, Oh, and I'm looking at I'm looking at this stuff too. She was she was a cable guy, uh, um, Matthew Broderick's girlfriend in that. Yep, movie. and the cable guy. I'm looking at that Holy right cow. now. Yeah, yeah that was her. Was. The yeah, other was. woman. I never seen the other woman. I, but I've seen majority of these, like the, the, the main ones. You know, what I mean, and I always thought, like, man, she's so beautiful. But I wonder if she's really like that in real life. She's like she would disgrace you for messing up anything. You know, what I mean, because she was all over Paul Rudd and and knocked up. You know, what I mean, like, but he, you know, he he was doing some stupid shit. But she was doing so damn the, good. I felt like right. she was yelling at me. Right. Right, that's what I say. I like when they try to get into that club, and she's like, I'm, "You're just a fucking doorman, doorman." He's like, "I can't have a whole bunch of pregnant old bitches in here." <laughs> you know, I just thought she was great in that, and she seems like uh, she seems like she would be kind of like that in real life. But I think she's beautiful. She's funny. She's perfect for those types of movies, the rom com. She's perfect. She's another one who she's like, she's just uh, got a great sense of humor. You know, what I mean, so I know uh, a funny, beautiful woman. That is, yes, what a yes. combo! She's right got there. a nice, soft voice. But uh, but it's still scary, you know. I mean, you know when she means business, you and know. She's what I mean? aging wonderfully. Right, she's fifty years old, you know. What I mean, so like I said, she's a director, Jude Apatow. Is it Apatow? That's how you say yeah, his name. Uh, Jed Apatow. Yeah, Jed Apatow, um, who really makes a lot of these movies, and Seth Rogen is pretty much him and him are ne- tied at the hip. Seems like to me, but, they got um, some classics. Yeah, for they sure, for sure. So, uh, and those girls in the movie knocked up the two little girls are her daughters for real. The two, really? the ones that were, you know, the main. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, those are her, actually her daughters also. So I remember in the interview, it was like, yeah, uh, they, just, they kept joking like, yeah, Paul Rudd is pretty much our second dad because yeah. he's been playing our dad for like 10 <laughs> years now in movies. So, yeah, we pretty much take him in as a dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's been your dad for a while she now. She was disgracing him for going to the fantasy baseball. You fucking going to a faggot ass fantasy baseball? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like I said, that yeah. argument rang so true. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be not the cheating. It's right. like, you don't want to spend time with me. Right, right. He's like, I I just want to spend times with the guys. Like that's worse. Because I want to see Spider Man three. I'll just go see Spider Man three. Like I want to see Spider Man three. Let's go see it. Like no, I don't want to. You know how many times I had that (laughs) argument in my house that I want to watch the movie by myself. Right. Yeah. It never works out in my favor. For that, Holly, I apologize. Or you watch the show without them, like a show that has episodes. That's another one I've got. Oh my god! I try to watch Shit's Creek without my wife. She almost snapped on me. (laughs) She's like, what you doing watching Shit's Creek? Oh, man, because it's hard to go back because there's so many episodes in that. But I know, and like yeah. I said, man, the streaming service be telling you you be cheating because it showed like somebody watched it right. already. Yeah. You can't yeah. go back and rewind it. Yeah, they Ugh, hate man. that. They got, they got to work on that, man. Just, just like get another profile or something I so I can erase what I, I saw. Yeah, that would be, that would be <laughs> dope, yeah. But for me tonight, man, I just always always adored Leslie, man. I, I, I just Every time I watch her, I'm like, man, she just warms my heart, but she also scares me, too. I know she's probably got a little attitude on her, you know what I mean? You could tell that some of that stuff she's acting out, she's really like that a little bit, you know what I mean? So for tonight, beautiful Leslie, man, 50 years old, she aging well, got that soft voice, pretty eyes, pretty hair. I'm going to go with Leslie, man, tonight. That's going to be my standing ovation for tonight. I would definitely. She is lovely. Yeah, she's very lovely, but she like she would just, you do anything wrong, you are getting disgraced. Yeah, I, I kind of like my feelings <laughs> have a little attitude. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be fully submissive. No, um, but... Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want him I don't to be complaining go. about and just you know yelling and screaming about everything. You know? Exactly, exactly. Ryan but, looked like he'd been cussed out by a beautiful <laughs> woman all his life. <laughs> oh, 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 he ain't I, never he ain't never done nothing right. Right. 
But you know they care if they curse you out. If they don't say nothing, then you, that's not the girl for you. But if they curse you out and get mad and yell at you in the car while you parked, that's when you you know they got real love for you. You know what I mean? So if you if they don't say anything or there's no yelling, no screaming, it's just an indifference, then that's not the one for you. Man, you know if you mean? ain't so, ever been in a toxic relationship at this age, then what you doing with your life? <laughs> We all have been in a oh, relationship sure. where everybody look at you like, man, what you doing with her? What <laughs> you, you doing with him? You both become damaged goods at this point. Like, you just ruined each other. You can't go nowhere else. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, like, she, Leslie, man, she, like, she would she would let you have it. So, I, But I think that's wonderful, so I like her. So yeah. I, I absolutely adore her. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if they're funny and beautiful, oh, kind of like how, yeah. like, like Kristen Wiig. I yeah, think she's funny and beautiful she's too. She's knocked up also. Yeah, yeah. No, yep. I, I, yep. I, I, lo- I love that combo, man. Yeah, They're funny. Turn on. Yeah, she it is, is a turn on. Well, so yeah, she played like man. the dumb. She could play a dumb girl really well. Kristen Wiig, she could play that. I don't know what you know, dumb idiot girl. Like I, I feel like she plays that. She kind of did that in Forty Over yeah, a little did. bit. Yeah, she did for sure. For sure. <laughs> she was being drunk and annoying and everything. I was like, man, this is just like this is my nightmare. <laughs> like going into a club and you run into that girl. <laughs> <laughs> like I want some fucking French toast. Oh, I was yeah. Like, what? Oh yeah, nasty. And yeah. they puke on she you. He's like, up. yeah. Like, we can still get it on if you want to. She's yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm going home. I'm like, yeah. never mind. Oh man. So yeah, that was that was a good pick right yeah, there, man, man. If you didn't get to her, I, I was probably going to get to her eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, like, because I've been thinking about that. I was like, I I adore her so damn I much. Do too. And I, and I subconsciously watch a lot of her movies. Right. Too. She's in a like she's in a lot of those rom coms. Oh, yeah. every movie she's in makes it better. Yeah, oh she, yeah, she for makes sure. it better for her being definitely. in. definitely. Yeah. Well, she can't save she can't save every movie, you know, because I'm looking at some of this on the list. I forgot that she was in some of these movies. I was like, Drill Bit Taylor. Y'all remember that one I with uh like with uh Owen Wilson. Where he was like a homeless guy that was trying to teach kids how to defend themselves or something like that. It was like one of those weird movies. I missed that one. Yeah, you, you didn't miss nothing. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <coughs> remember when they redid a uh, vacation? With, uh, yes, with the she guy was in from. That? Uh, I think she had a smaller part in it, but I remember they redid uh, Vacation with uh, Christina Applegate, Applegate yeah. and uh, Ed I Helms. Just, I, I, yeah, I actually Ed liked. Helms. Y'all didn't like that. I didn't watch it. It, it was. It, it wasn't good. Wait a minute! I, wait, yeah, I've seen Vacation. I'm tripping. Yeah, I liked it. I thought that was okay. Of course, I, I like the original one better, of course. But this one, right. I feel like it didn't do it justice. He's supposed at to be all. his son, dude from The Hangover. Supposed to be yeah, because Chevy Chase had like Chevy a small Chase. part in the uh, idea at um, the end. Yeah, Beverly D'Angelo. You know, they showed up at yeah. the beginning, kind of linking in, but it was still like. This they should have just left this alone. Like this was not worth remaking at all. This was not good. Yeah, because they went back to the same <coughs> theme part. They were that was the whole trip trying to get to that theme part. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So yeah, we'll, we'll probably discuss that a little bit later of remakes that should not be touched at all. Because like I said, they're going to redo another one, something that was a classic, and they're going to try to you know, run it back. And I don't see very much promise in it. So we'll get to that later. All right, Ben's worthy. If I can take this one because mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself for what's coming out this weekend. I say my binge worthy for all of you guys out there. Go watch the Scream franchise. Going going cinema for binge worthy. Yeah, binge worthy. Yeah, you know, like people got time. Like you know what, people got nothing else to do on the weekend. It's gonna be a slow little box office weekend for a little bit until they start picking up again. I say you should go back and watch the Scream franchise. I think a lot of it's on Paramount right now because I think Paramount has the rights to all the CBS properties, and I think that's probably a CBS property and I think MTV or something like that. So I think most of that stuff is on there. So. I would say before you guys go out this weekend to watch the new Scream 6, which I am guessing is going to be pretty damn good, I say you have to go through all of the rest of them because they are linked in together. I still think this is a top-notch franchise, even though we had to muscle through. 
was it four that was kind of a struggle for me? Yes, I don't. I haven't seen because four was a struggle for me. I don't know how y'all felt about you know uh, the second or the third one or even like the, the I last enjoyed one. Them. I, I never loved. Got, I never one. got past the third one. I really? just fell off. Oh, you're not there. missing anything with four. I can guarantee. You. All right, maybe that's why I never got past four or or two four. So I haven't seen four or five and definitely not six yet. So. You should probably watch it. I think the fifth one is actually pretty good. The one that came out uh, last year, I thought it was actually pretty damn solid. The one before that is kind of like, yeah. So they haven't overrun their, their their stay here because I mean, no, they're they, just now getting because hot. Again. How many people? How many times can you have the story go back where it's somebody who's somebody who related to the killers from the last one? Like, how many times can you do this? You know, what I mean, like, yeah, does right. it still work? Is what I'm saying. That's like, a fair yeah, question. Yeah, like because I was starting to think the same thing about the Rocky franchise, uh, but they found a way to actually make it better again. Right, but that you know the the killers are always you know related or they knew or their cousins or something like that. I don't mean I'm, I could be way off top, but I always feel like how how much can they do with Scream? You know, what I mean, like after a while, like all right, I, we get it, we get it now. You know, so as long that, as you have good lead characters, yeah. this franchise and <laughs> going on for another ten years. Why well, so, keep watching it? I can't say. So why are they running it on and on? Like, what is the reason the killers are doing what they're doing? Are they just doing it because they respect the old killers for doing it? Or I think uh, in the last one, it was a little bit of a. Uh, like an homage to yeah, like the, okay. yeah. the the past killers, or whatever. When they came back to Woodsboro, yada yada yada. Plus, it was another twist in there that I can't give away. Okay. So in the last one, it does make sense. The fourth one was kind of like y'all just did a money grab. There was no reason to make that fourth one. It <laughs> was there, it if, was if it decent. Be too meta. That's you. That was the perfect example. Being too damn meta and too on the nose and too wink wink with that damn fourth one. I hated it. Yeah, it wasn't like the the worst thing I've ever seen as far as like a sequel to a movie, but it still felt like they could have done a little bit better. Me personally, I could have written a couple of things a little bit better in that movie, but the fifth one, I was kind of like, oh shit, they right back into their bag again. So I think the fourth one was the last one that Wes, Wes Craven did. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fifth one, they had a new director, which was the first new director in that franchise, and I actually thought he actually revitalized it a lot on that fifth one. The fifth one actually wrote me back in, so that's why I'm kind of pumped again for the sixth one. Because for one, like you said, they're taking it out of Woodsboro. Okay. New scenery. Finally, they're not in some small town where everybody has like a house party or some cabin or some dumb <laughs> shit. Like, oh shit, I've never seen this in a scary movie. All right, yeah. They're actually changing the scenery, which I think is actually a really bold and correct move. Take it out of the Woodsboro scenery. Move it to New York. You know, there's a lot more people to kill. Not some small town people like getting killed in their house, you know, and all that stuff. It's actually moving to New York, and I think it's actually going to be pretty damn good. Now, I do think they're trying to do the money grab of making it a 3D movie. (coughs) I don't know about y'all, but I haven't seen one good 3D movie that was a horror. Have y'all? No. Not even Piranha 3D? I I don't even remember watching that in horror in 3D. I've never seen that. Me neither. I I did hear. Remember uh, uh, Shark Knight? I think that was 3D too. The Sharknado? No, not even Sharknado. It's called Shark Knight. Shark Knight? What? I think we've I talked know. a couple times about Piranha 3 Double D. That's what you went to watch Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, but I just thought that that was just a little bit of a money grab. I didn't want them to do it. You like can blame that on Avatar. I guarantee they wouldn't be even. And promote. I think it was going to be like that because they've been trying to ramp up a lot of like the advertisement for 3D movies again. Yeah. And now I'm seeing like Ant-Man. Like I said, I don't remember them making a big deal of the last Ant-Man being in 3D. But now it's in 3D. And then Doctor Strange, you know, I think they did that one in 3D also. So, yeah, everything that's kind of going around Avatar 
uh, Avatar's kind of messing up a little bit for me. They're trying to make everybody go back to the whole 3D phase. And I thought we finally moved out of that phase. Cause that was one of the worst phase of like movie era that we ever had in our lives. That was bad. I hated that shit. Even Nick Cage had a 3D movie. Y'all remember that one with a... Uh, Ghost Rider? No, Drive Angry. Ah, with Amber Heard in it, too. Yes, it was. I never saw... I actually heard that wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but Washington 3D was just kind of like, this ain't necessary. It really isn't necessary. They had, like, those made-for-3D moments where he, like, threw, like, a baseball bat and killed somebody, and it was, like, all in his eye or something like that, or he (laughs) shot him in the leg, and you see the leg, like, 3D float all through the screen, being all... It was just... It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. I love Nick Cage, but that was not worth it. Uh, Nick Cage, you could have you could have just said, "Hey, just keep it in two D. I'm not this this three D shit." But yeah, I say my bench word this week is just go go back and watch the screen franchise. You know, a lot of y'all might be surprised by how good it was to start with, and where they are now, I think is actually pretty fascinating that it's still going like this, and they're taking out Nev Campbell. Bold, or I think there was uh, money issues behind that. Yeah. It's just stupid that you're going to come up with a money issue at this point. Like, there's enough money out there for every damn body. All the streaming services and everything, you can find the money to pay her. I think she's earned it at this point, carrying a franchise like this. That's like saying, like, we're not going to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis or somebody just because, you know, we don't want to pay her. She's worth the fucking money. She's the face of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so face of the franchise, you pay them. That's how it is, man. They should just franchise tagged her or something like that, like they're doing NFL. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just give her the, 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 yeah, the, a certain pay, and that's it. Yeah, franchise tag them. Yeah, you that, or like, just give them points on the on the movie you know yeah. they do really good at the box office you know you just get paid like that but uh, i digress what y'all got for ben's weather this week um i'll get mine out the way of course um it's just creek i've been still watching that i'm just intrigued now and it's it just keeps getting better and better um i'm on season three right now what's going on in season three what part are you on season three i believe uh damn what was it um like uh you know the the one son and um, the one chick that works at the the hotel, uh, uh, they're, Stevie. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just at that part of their relationship where they found out that they were basically dating the same guy. Okay, they were in like a three way date. Yeah, okay, well, you, I'm so way ahead of you then. Then I thought I thought you were might have been caught up and no, of me. Yeah. I, like I said, I got to wait on my wife. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so yeah. you know, I can't get I can't get too far ahead. Either. Right. In that case, I would have been caught up by now. But okay, you know, we okay, slow down. yeah, yeah, we definitely got to slow down. <laughs> well, I got to slow down and let you catch up. That way we can talk about it because. It's um it t- it's, it takes a whole another turn after that and so I've been watching Shit's Creek still and it's uh some of it is not, what the heck is going on in this show we watch behind I'm sorry it. we pop yeah, and watch we watch it yeah but uh yeah it definitely takes another um I take another uh turn here uh but it's still funny it's still got some funny uh uh Eugene Levy just has me cracking up all the time it's, man, it's the wife that it, gets me every single yeah episode. Catherine O'Hara is great man every time man. she gets dressed I'm like wait what yeah, but all of them are funny in their own right. Even uh, the daughter, Alex, she's so dumb. Like, she's so dumb and bougie. They're, like, all super bougie. You got to watch it, Ryan, just to, so you can get I mean, I you heard may, good things yeah, about it. Yeah, you got to watch it because it's so, it's, it's a different type of humor, but it's funny. It works with all of them together. It works. It works for sure. So I've been watching Sis Creek. Then um, there's a new show called, well, not a new show, but the, the Outer Banks is back. I know a lot of people like that. I have not watched, but just a little bit of it. Never seen that. I, it's apparently very popular amongst you know people our age, a little bit younger. Um, I've heard good things about it. I've tried it. I didn't get too far, but that's out. The new Outer Banks. That's something you can binge watch if you haven't watched it. I'm pretty sure people have. And of course, one of my favorite shows on Hulu, uh, the Wu Tang Clan season three is out. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. So that came out late February. Uh, give that a try. I love um, 
uh, Ashton, what's his name? I can't remember the dude from Equalizer 2. Uh, he's the main character, the, the young kid in Equalizer 2. That oh, he was, the painter? Yeah, he's the main. He he plays the RZA. Uh, so if you want to, you know, you're a Wu-Tang Clan fan, you would love the Wu-Tang Clan show. It's actually really, really good. Did you guys so, ever see Moonlight? Moonlight. I haven't. Moonlight with uh, Mahershala Ali. No, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mahershala Ali. No, I haven't seen that. That's when there was Pinochle time in the wrong way going exactly, on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Definitely but uh, <laughs> that's what I've heard. But it, it's, it's a good movie. I heard though. it was good it's either good way. Movie. I ain't got nothing against that. I'm just saying. Yeah, him. That same guy. So he plays, he's the main character in, uh, he's the RZA in Wu-Tang Clan. That's on Hulu. That's the new season three is out. That, that's on season three right season now? Season three. And that's Damn. it. They're not doing any more after that. So, uh you get to watch three seasons of how the Wu-Tang came out and uh, the RZA himself is behind this whole thing. So uh, it's got to be some legitimacy for sure. So three shows there, Shits Creek, Outer Banks. Shits Creek is on Hulu. Uh, Wu-Tang is on Hulu and Outer Banks is on Netflix. So get those a try. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, right there. Wow. What about Ryan? Ryan? You got something? Um, if, I, I, I'm going to go in deeper Next next week to another show I've been uh, watching. I want to finish the last two episodes before I talk about that. But yeah, I, I do want to say that the last episode of The Last of Us, episode eight, was fantastic, and I think uh, they're ending this first season on episode nine. And it's only nine episodes. Yeah, nine episodes. Damn, man, why can't they just do a nice rounded number? Damn. I, I'm with you on that. I like the rounded number. Sometimes, it, if if it's not going to be rounded, at least make it thirteen episodes. Uh, thirteen works good as well. I, I, I do like that they're actually doing like you know fifty minute episodes. Like they giving me like a nice long like like typical episode. Not what Mandalorian. What I've been getting like thirty seven, thirty eight minutes an episode. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, it might be twenty five minutes one episode. This, yes. No, I think She Hulk and like a couple other shows for Disney did that. And I was like, oh no, no, the hell y'all did all the damn money y'all got. Y'all basically playing with Monopoly Monopoly money. Y'all this, got twenty five minute episodes. Mando, this one seemed a little longer. The first one seemed really short. The second episode. This one seemed a little longer than the first one, though. Because this had 37 minutes. I was like, all right, five minutes is going to be credits. So, yeah, this is really like a 30-minute episode, really. So, I was like, I'm just getting greedy with it. That's all it is. But Yeah, I, I and I enjoyed these first two episodes of The Mandalorian. I, I, I do hope they uh, turn <coughs> Baby Yoda into more. You got to say Grogu, man. Grogu. Gotta... I hope they turn Grogu slash Baby Yoda I hope they expand on his storyline as him just to be a background character just there for cuteness, just for the for the female fan base. Well, if it's working, why change it? I know. It's because working. it's yeah. not going to... What not... if they start making him annoying or something, or he starts talking? Ugh. Um, Babies are real cute, but as soon as they start talking, they ain't cute no more to me. True, but it, uh, to a certain point, it's, it's getting annoying to me at a certain point because it's, it's starting to be, get repetitive. Um. Mando goes through his storyline, and then Grogu just pops up just for the comic relief, and and he just pops up out of nowhere, and all the characters love him. It, it's just, it's getting a little bit repetitive of just seeing him just pop up, and not having so too much of an impact on the storyline so far this season. Now there's only two episodes in, so we don't know where we're going, but I have enjoyed these two, first two episodes. Just because of my expectations um, not being sky high, I, 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 the spectacle of it has been extremely entertaining. I, I, the spectacle of Star Wars entertainment has has been on point. Uh, the little asteroid chase last week was phenomenal. Uh, 
I will say I, if there was any slight disappointment, it's coming just because a lot of uh, the YouTube channels that I watch, a lot of the critics on those channels that I watch on a regular basis, they got they got to see the first two episodes beforehand, before before uh, we even got to see the first one. And, and it was pretty much um, universal of those channels I watched. They said, eh, the first episode's good, but the second episode is amazing. So if you're a little let down by episode one, then episode two is going to blow you away. And episode two didn't quite blow me away the way they were hyping it up to be. I honestly enjoyed episode one just a little bit more. I was this, I didn't really feel like this story advanced at all uh, in this episode two. So I, I still don't know what the through line is of where they're going this season. But it's it's been good uh, the first two seasons, so I'm going to keep the faith. And I just hope they have a an end game in sight. I hope they have an overall story arc and storyline that they can that they're planning on and I hope they don't just run this show to the ground and stop showing seasons as soon as uh Grogu Baby Yoda stops selling toys. Keep it keep the story focus on the storyline because people will get tired of Star Wars. It's we've all the proof is out there that you can get extremely repetitive with Star Wars. Well, once I start catching the rhythm of how the show goes, then I start losing interest. And that's what I saw. I didn't feel that the first two seasons. It's Um, like every episode, like he has like some kind of weird little mission that he has to go. He has to go on with uh, you'd say Baby Yoda, Grogu. Like goes on a mission, like something goes wrong that eventually he pulls it off. It's like, all right, man, this is going to be how it is every single episode, and it pretty much was that all season one and two. Every once in a while, you just have to throw him a little bit of a curveball. To say, hey, it's like something can go bad. I think they did that at the end of season two with uh, Luke Skywalker coming in, like at the last few episodes to come in and train him, whatever. So, yeah, let's say do something a little bit better as far as like making another series where you can kind of like make it into like somewhat of a universe. I think they were trying to do that with Boba Fett, but it just it didn't work very well for Boba Fett. No. It went so bad that they had to bring a Mandalorian in to make a whole episode on Boba Fett, pretty yeah, much. Just to save a little bit of I it. I know. It's like, hey, this ain't going so well. It's almost <laughs> like they wrote this. It's like, hey, I think this show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to make it better. Let's get Mandalorian in there. He's that like, is right. bizarre. I can't imagine talking to a Star Wars fan back in 1983 and uh, them think if they, they would have killed somebody to see a Boba Fett show. Yeah, killed Boba Fett was by far one of the most popular characters in Star Wars history, but they can make a spinoff show better than the actual source material. Is that's one of the weird things in uh, in entertainment right now? The fact that the Mandalorian is a better show than Boba Fett, and yeah. part of me wishes this Rosario Dawson show with the Ashoka character Ashoka um, is Mandalorian better than the Obi Wan. Not even close. Oh, yeah, it's way better. I mean, Obi-Wan doesn't even deserve to breathe the same now, air. if you would have told me if you were on an Obi-Wan show or a Boba Fett show, and then both of them pretty much bomb, and then Mandalorian is the the reigning show. Dead serious. Star- yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Feel, it feels weird to say that. It d- really does. It's like, how the hell do you fumble at the one-yard line? <laughs> I just, I think, I don't know, man. I think as long as Baby Yoda is there. Because you, you got your new Star Wars fans that's watching it because of him. Your women who probably wouldn't watch it. You know, I don't know if that's going to go anywhere. They could keep making it like this. Maybe not for me or you or for Tommy, but it's going to be there because how popular he is. You know what I mean? Like how popular and how cute and adorable. They're not watching it for the same effect that me and you were watching it. 
they're watching just to see him just do any little thing. You know what I mean? Just to see him put his ears down with the, the big eyes and look at Mandalorian. You know, he just make his noise. I'm sure there's you know? a fan base for that. Oh, yeah. And that's enough. That would be enough to keep that going because you got the younger kids and the little girls and kids, little boys too, um, who would want to watch that. So, uh, I don't know. As long as he's there, it's going to have a fan base. I, I hear you. You I, think I, that's I, what Boba Fett was missing? An adorable kid or at least a likable character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody... Yeah, I don't think he's older Boba Fett. He took his helmet off. He walking around. You're like, man, this ain't this is bullshit. You know, so it didn't have the same creative team behind no. it. This this because they're all under the uh, Disney umbrella. There's not the same writers, not the same filmmakers. There's not the same production staff as a whole making these episodes. So even though that's what they want to sell us, that it's going to be just as good as Mandalorian. Usually that's not the case, and uh, you can spread yourself too thin sometimes. Star Wars is absolutely guilty of that, just in the in the film universe. Um, I, 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 it, it's still good, but I, I really hope this season gets a lot better. Oh, yeah, because uh, I, I do think the, the cuteness of Grogu Baby Yoda, it will wear off eventually. I'm about to say, it's only two episodes, right? Yeah, two episodes in. Yeah, two episodes in isn't enough body of work for anybody to sit the grade a show on. No. Because even WandaVision, we had to wait like a few episodes before we actually started getting a real opinion on it. Oh, yeah, we're in season three off of two classic first seasons. Those first two seasons were utterly fantastic. Yes, they were. And I can't imagine they're going to fumble the ball on this one. You can fumble on Boba Fett and Obi-Wan all you want, but don't don't fuck up Mandalorian. That's the one that we actually like. Could you imagine if they did that to any other show? It's happened. I think it's most of the great shows we talk about fumbled eventually. And I think it's mostly because they overstayed their welcome. Kind of like Walking Dead. It overstayed his welcome, and then all of a sudden we got tired of it. They started running out of creativity. So, yeah, it can happen. I'm going to say that it won't happen with Mandalorian, but maybe they should stop it maybe season four or five. After that, you're going out too far into deep waters, and you don't want to do all that. So, yeah, if I had to give you all a suggestion, just enjoy Mandalorian for what it is right now. Another season or two. Tops after that? No, it's just overseeing as welcome. It should not go that damn long. But that's just my personal opinion. If they do something better, well, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, can we get to the the now showing? Get to our reviews of mm-hmm. these last few movies? Because I, all right, forgive me, because I have a very long list. No, I I've been watching a lot of stuff, and I think most of y'all watched this as well. Let me get out the small stuff to get it out the way. For one, I already said I saw The Woman King, and if I want to grade that really quickly, I'll say that's probably like a three point. Four out of five, somewhere around there. We're all on the same page with that. You know, it's, yeah, a, it's above average. It's right in the middle for most. most I think people. one of y'all said it could have done a lot better if they gave it like a hard R rating. Yeah. As far as the fight scenes and all the other stuff. like, it, Yeah, if you're going to have fight scenes like that, man, you can't just do that. With spears and stuff. You can't. Yeah, it didn't even look right with some of the stuff they were doing. Yeah. It, like, An all black cast of females. Yeah. The producers are worried about profit. That's why it went PG-13. They should have just went for artistic integrity and they should have went hard R yeah, I think it would have done a lot better for hard R but overall I thought it was still pretty damn good so I saw the woman king uh, this past week and also I saw the movie Megan I forgot to bring that up last week okay. you finally saw it okay <laughs> <They're> perfect that, <laughs> perfect yeah that's the best I I think I disgraced that movie a little bit a couple few weeks ago man I did not I did. I was so underwhelmed by that oh my god white people were white people aren't they 
<laughs> it will do some weird shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I swear, I can't tell you how much I hate this shit when I see this in movies. If you're going to run from the, the evil-ass fucked-up doll or the monster... Don't be running and looking backwards at the same damn time. Just just have make a beeline to wherever the hell you're trying to go. Stop looking back. They <laughs> always trip you. over so I saw somebody oh. trip over a shoelace, <laughs> like a like cotton candy or something like that. They <laughs> tripped over something that was just so innocuous. <laughs> they I was got like, you. Mm. I was like, oh man, it, it wouldn't be a white damn horror film if I didn't oh, see some white God. person trip over nothing pretty much. Michael Myers and Jason are undefeated on the trip overs. You are dead <laughs> yeah. trip over something. That's then they, it. Counting on then it. they gave me hey, like gonna a, fall eventually. Huh? Then they gave me the annoying ass white child in the movies like like hey billy how you the fuck off mom i was like oh hell no yeah he they all up in the woods man this boy talking about fuck off mom next thing you know he get his ass killed i was like all right that makes so much sense but overall i just thought this movie was pretty terrible this was a pretty terrible movie i can't believe this this damn thing got made and it had such potential to be something a little bit better yeah it was like it was gonna it was like it was gonna be a little bit better version of chucky if they played their cards right but no, they did nothing right about this movie. It was so damn predictable. I didn't see anything that I haven't seen before. This is mostly like an AI evil robot, and then she wants to be your best friend, and eventually you have to go kill her. Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> oh, man. Everything was so damn predictable. The only thing that I thought that was pretty interesting, like near the end, is like, oh, damn, she's in like the AI system that was at our house. They're planning on making a sequel. Of course. Oh, yeah, I'm really made a big profit. Here's my free advice. Don't make that fucking sequel, man. Just keep that shit to yourselves. Nobody wants to watch that shit. I barely wanted to watch this damn movie. Everything about this was annoying. The annoying-ass child talking back to her fucking aunt. Oh, she was annoying. And I understand she lost her parents and all that. But they made her so freaking unlikable. It, I, I, it made me hard to even root for her. I couldn't root for any damn body. I was starting to root for the damn robot. I was like, man, just kill everybody, man. This shit's getting over the top and annoying right now. I don't need this shit. Like, kill everybody. Just roll the credits, man. This is get over with. The annoying neighbor <laughs> writing about her damn evil dog and all this other stuff. I was like, this 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 movie was a waste of my time. <laughs> like, grade, like, what's the lowest grade we ever gave a movie on here? Oh, no, it's not worth that. Um, no, this was bad. It. This was bad. I was pissed off when I when I got done watching. It's like I could have I could have done something else. I could have watched like the toy for the second time. <laughs> I could have watched Terminator Two again for like the hundredth time. What's the movie with uh, had Robin Williams and L Cool J in it? Um, Robin Williams Toys and Toys There yeah. we go Toys yeah. Wait, L Cool J was in that movie? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, as what? It was a. Um, like Who was he playing in that? He was a military guy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. I remember he said he hates his food touching each other. I remember that. You never seen that? Like these toys. It was an early '90s movie. I've never seen it's that. It's like one. a factory where these to- are they getting rid of these toys or something? And it's been so long. Yeah, but I remember enjoying yeah. that more than this Megan crap. Oh my, that was actually pretty. I enjoy. I used to I watch like toys. toys. Yeah, I watched it a couple I, times. I think even TV. Robin Williams had Pinochle time in there with the. And this was, I don't, couldn't believe it was a kid show or. So I, I didn't know if it was a kid show or not. That was a PG thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, for sure. And then they went to war at the end, the toys versus, like, the military. Did they, yeah, they held those old 1940s yeah, planes yeah, flying yeah. in the shop. <laughs> yeah, and they had, like, all the original toys fighting. The, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's, I haven't seen that movie it's in 20 been a years. Long time. That might be a hidden gem right there. That's I, a super I, hidden gem. I got sure. to look that one up. Uh, but, yeah, I saw Megan. That was bad. I, I'm not even going to grade that one. Just I, everybody listen. Don't waste your time. Don't watch it. So the two to- people who I watched it with, they did not enjoy it either. And they were very, m- way more excited than I was. And I even told them it was all right. Like, do something else. Did watch the movie. Like, reach, reaching the roof, 
Go paint your garage or something, man. Go go mow your yard. Do something else other than watch this movie. This movie was not worth my time at all. I was kind of pissed that they made this one and they came out. That was but it was a stupid. Movie. I got but and, it's uh, two out of five for me. Oh, and uh, one one great surprise that I literally just finished watching before I got here this evening. I watched The Whale. With, uh, oh, okay. Do tell. That. Do tell. This movie is incredible. Brendan Fraser is absolutely going to win that Oscar. He did an incredible job on this movie. He got he he got some thug tears out of me. I ain't gonna lie about Damn. it. He did a really damn good job. His acting in this is top fucking notch. Top fucking notch. I think he absolutely did better than the one guy who did the Elvis movie. And Elvis, he did a really damn good job. So that he is did. saying something. Now these other nominees that I hear there for Oscars this year, I haven't seen all their movies yet. I'm going to try to get to the Kyle Farrell one because that's another one that I think came out on streaming this past week. So I might have a chance to watch that. Banshees of Inisherin. Yes, that was. I've been waiting one. to watch that. Yes, and Living with uh, Bill Nighley and uh, damn, so something else. I feel like there was something else that I missed. I, I, I can't think of it, but I'll look it up. But yeah, Brendan Fraser doesn't win an Oscar this year for his role in The Whale. He got fucking robbed. He got fucking robbed. Damn. I don't need to see the other movies. I saw something that I loved, and I think nobody else can top that shit. He killed it. He absolutely fucking killed it. And Sadie Sink, who plays his daughter in this movie. Well, Stranger Things, girl. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. She is really fucking good. Really? She is really good. I thought she couldn't top her performance that she did in that uh, episode in uh, Stranger Things where oh, she almost got killed. Where Vecna got her. Yeah. Where everybody got fucking crazy. That on the was very intense. That, that was, was so yeah. intense. That was an episode that was mostly mostly geared around her. Yeah. And I thought she killed it. Yeah. When I saw this movie, I was like, damn, she really got into her damn bag. Huh. She did an amazing job. She is so damn believable as like that angry like daughter that's like all these pent up emotions about her dad leaving. I want to give a lot of that stuff, a lot of the story away, but mostly it's like he's dying. He's trying to reconnect with his daughter, and then he got some things that went on in his past and all this other stuff that's kind of like coalescing into what's going on with him right now, as far as like you know just accepting that it's about to happen and he wants to move on and try to take care of his daughter on his way out. So that's basically the backdrop of everything that's been going on. So overall, all the other stuff that's been going on. I have to say, I was very much engaged watching this movie. It's it's not a movie that's for everybody per se, but for like the the true cinema lovers out there who want to see something different that you haven't really seen before, or at the very least, see Brandon Fraser take on a role that you've never seen him take on before. I think he does an amazing job. He does an amazing job. This is probably like four point six, four point seven out of five. As far oh, as the scale. I'm even more excited. Wow! Even I thought all it, the hype from the critics. I thought you it telling was, me that made me more excited than ever to watch this. It was really good, and he. And Sadie Sink carried this movie, and also the uh, the nurse that helps take care of him. I can't remember her damn name, but she was in another movie. I think she was in that. Uh, I think one of y'all said y'all saw the downsizing movie with uh, uh, Matt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, I have, I remember that one? That girl that had like that weird ass thing. Like, don't think don't yeah, She was talking all weird and shit. Nobody can fucking understand her. She was like country but Korean or something like that. It's like that's the same woman that's uh, playing uh, playing in this movie as uh, the nurse that's taking care of him. But yeah, overall, this this movie was incredible. I was so moved by what I saw. Brendan Fraser did an, an amazing job. I can't say this enough. He did an amazing job. So yeah, Brendan Fraser, I'm absolutely rooting for you when the Oscars come on. I'm hoping that you take home this award because you absolutely fucking deserve it. He did an amazing job. Y- y'all definitely need to watch that damn movie. Mm-hmm. I might have to give y'all my password or something like what's, that. What's that on? I think it might be on Amazon. Okay, I, I, actually, I got Amazon. I, I could wait. I just end up buying it. Oh, okay. Because I know I was going to keep it. And I was like, you know what? I need to share this. Like, Ryan, bootleg that shit, man. Pass it on, pass it on to Sean. I'll see what I can do. So when you video on demand buy something, where does that save that? Where does it save on, on a 
portable hard drive. I could put it on my portable hard TV? drive if, if I had to. And I, is Amazon connected to Vudu? Because I still have my Vudu app, and I know I have a lot of other movies on there. Does that still link into there? Or does I'm that not, not sure. I have to look into that because I got a shitload of stuff on Vudu, and I need to get it off of there. So, but I, I'll, I'll try to figure that out. If it's not on Amazon, I think it might be on not Paramount. Paramount or Peacock? I, I got to look it up. I remember they, they went on to some streaming service. I know Amazon had it. Just to buy it, and I just saw it right there, and I was like, "I'm just gonna buy it because I know." I'm oh, so when, okay, when you buy it, so every time you log on to Amazon, it's available. I got you. Yep, mm-hmm. so it doesn't I, take up any of your hard drive space. That's <laughs> a good thing. No, and I, plus I can download it. I can put it on my tablet and all this stuff. Take it wherever I go. So yeah, I'll have that forever. So I absolutely, you know, concur with everybody that's been saying like this is like his best role that he's done so far, and it might be the best role for everybody this past year as far as like the lead actor role, or even for an actress, you want to throw him in there as well. He absolutely killed this shit. Bro, we got the Oscars on Sunday. I'm going to make that a priority to watch before that comes on so I can be pissed off if he doesn't win or not. I will definitely make that a priority before this weekend. Yeah, Brandon Fraser, bravo, man. You did an amazing job. Great for you. Now, the last two, I'm guessing at least two or three of us have seen this one. I watched the Marlon Wayans uh, stand-up. I didn't see it because you disgraced so bad. I didn't. I don't like him in stand-up anyways. I saw his That's last my stand-up. first stand-up I've ever watched of him. He I has did. two of them. He has one on Netflix, too, and that sucked. Really? Yeah. I told yeah. you he was just being naked. He was naked, though. What? Yeah. Not I, I expected from his movies, but why was he be get stripping naked in the stand-up? He, like, took his ass out and was walking oh away. Oh, my God. Like, Martha Wayans always goes a little bit too, too far, far with yeah. his comedy. He's more of a physical comedian. Yeah. Kind of like how Jim Carrey is, but he's not Jim Carrey. He's better in movies. Stay to the movies. And that's, even that's kind of debatable, because the last one that he did wasn't, like, the greatest thing. But it's kind of hit and miss with him. Like, every once in a while, you'll get, like, a, you know, white chicks or something like that. But then, once again, you might get, like, a movie like a... It's, Sex Tuplets, did you Like the Sex Tuplets movie or the Naked movie that he tried to do. I like that one. Yeah, it was cool. It, it was, was a cool. better movie than him just being funny, I guess. I'll say that. It was just an actual good movie. And then that Sleepy Hollow, whatever the, whatever the, the hell that movie was. Shades of Black he made. Yeah. I never watched it. That looked like fuck. Yeah, it now was, the haunted houses I thought were pretty funny. Both of those are hilarious. Yeah, I like the first one. The second one was just kind of like, eh, okay. I, I kind of enjoyed both. Of them, I'm not gonna lie, both of them were real funny to me. Who the fuck you say, Keisha? <laughs> Who the fuck is your furniture, cuz? All the furniture fell. Oh, I thought that was funny as hell. I ain't gonna lie. I watched like the first 15, 20 minutes of his stand up. God loves me. I I couldn't get past it. I feel like he was going a little bit too far and hard on like the Chris Rock stuff. I feel like he stuck to that and he just wouldn't let go. It, 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 that's exactly. I was not expecting an entire hour long set about the. I toughed it out and I watched the whole thing, but half of it was dedicated to Chris Rock. This man does not like Chris Rock. Um, he, he pretty pretty much based it on the previous experience he had with him when he was an up and coming comedian. Chris Rock was already solidified and. Uh, at least a, a B-lister movie star, but yeah, he had one bad experience with Chris Rock, and he was he was holding a grudge off of that. <laughs> he, all exactly. these, he he sounded like a fucking hater. He did. Yeah, he, he like the whole twenty minutes that he was doing like that bit. I, if he went further than that, I'm glad I turned it off. But that first like part of it where he was talking about that slap and like you know God did that you know, on behalf of Marlon because you know Chris Rock did something to him on I I'm gonna get you sucker and took his spot. And, Try to talk shit to him in front yeah. of a girl. I was like, "This ain't worth it." This now, is not I, funny. It, it that was a very disappointing stand. But yeah, it, it was not funny hardly at all. I don't think I had laughed out loud hardly at all watching that. I will say it might 
there might be a debate on who has a better movie career. We talk about Marlon Wayans and Chris Rock. Yeah. Is that really, is that debatable? I I think it, now we're not just talking about box, I'm talking about this off of our overall liking. Box office wise. Marlon Wayans has a, has a cheat code because he does a lot of movies with his brothers and they're funny. True. He's funnier with them. Now, he remember, he himself. did great work in Requiem for a Dream on the drama side. I don't know what the hell you just said to me. What, he what was the Jared Leto movie where, where he played like, on he, heroin? like he was a yeah drug addict. He was a drug addict. I don't remember that one. You he ever was, seen Requiem for a Dream? Oh, my no, I God. Haven't. He was oh. all skinny and shriveled up and shit. Tommy, Tommy, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, but does he really get credit for, you know, Above the Rim and all that shit? To me, yes. It was a minor role. I get it. I enjoyed him in Above the Rim. <laughs> Uh, my okay. mom drug me to this Tom Hanks movie where he's pretty much acting like Colonel Sanders the whole movie trying to rob. Oh, the Lady Killers. The Lady Killers. Um, I didn't like that movie, and I'm a. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. I, I was not a big fan of that. Then of course he was in that GI Joe movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Very forgettable in that. Very forgettable. I know you forgot that. He, you know, <laughs> I yeah, forgot I he was in that. Yeah, he played Ripcord. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's some of the worst casting ever, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, Jesus man. Christ! If he, yeah, if, if yeah, he does got some decent stuff. He's attached to a lot of like good projects, like Mo Money and all the other stuff. But the brother Damon's in that, or Sean's in yeah, that. Yeah, but he's or, not like the highlight yeah, of the movie. If yeah. you want to give him more credit for his products that he taken on, that he's taken on later in his career, like a, a haunted house. <coughs> uh, I'll even I'll even say like White Chicks. That's more of his project. Is him and Sean doing their movie oh, together? That was. That was great. But that's I thought key, it was that's good. Keenan Ivory Wayans behind that dude. Okay, yeah. so let's yeah. talk about Chris Rock and his leading roles. Let's talk about the movies he's he was a leading Spiral. Actor. Spiral. When Pretty he gets good. serious. Pretty good. And it's the movie he was running for president, I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Head of State. Head of State. C B four? Yes. <laughs> hilarious. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. That's, that's, that's a damn classic. Yeah. That is yes. hilarious. C B four is yeah. really funny. Really okay. funny. Uh, let me let me think of some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I love my wife. I, uh, damn good. Yeah. Damn good. And we talk about okay. Yeah. I'll give Chris Rock. I think Chris Rock is the And we're talking yeah. about leading roles, right? Because yes. I I kind of want to give roles. him his credit for even though his voice acting, but him in Madagascar is kind of like equivalent to Donkey and Shrek. He was hilarious. Yeah, he was funny. Those Madagascar movies are real funny. <laughs> and there's Vince Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> Did and you ever see the movie? He was. Um, he's with uh, Jada Pickett in that. In what movie? In Madagascar, him and Jada Pickett are in the same thing, ain't they? Yep, that was, that was she him played the, the hippo. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. She was the hippo. Yeah, she that? was the hippo. Yeah, I know. What's the movie where Rosario Dawson was interviewing him? Oh, uh, top five, top five. There you go. That's that was a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a really good movie. That was a really that was good a low, movie. That was a low key hit for me. I love that. And what else he had? He had uh, even though it's debatable, I still say Down to Earth was actually pretty funny. The one with him and uh, Regina King. I love that. Where movie. he died and comes back as like a rich white man. I thought I, I thought that was pretty funny. I forgot about that. I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I love that movie. And of course, yeah, we said I think I love my YSE before. The Good Hair documentary is pretty controversial, but I thought it was actually a pretty good documentary. I never watched that one. I I remember hearing about that. Um, but yeah, my main point was that uh, yeah, Chris Rock is blowing him out the water stand up wise for sure. Oh yeah, he, he, it's not even close. You could put Chris Rock in your top ten. Uh, Stand up comedians. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. oh, yeah. He's a legend. But I feel like he's fell off a little bit. I think me and my dad talked about this because my dad called me and said, Did you watch the new Chris Rock? 
I didn't like the abortion stuff. He starts going off. My dad started going off on about that. He's no Dave Chappelle. That's all my dad kept getting back. You know, he just no Dave Chappelle. That's all. He's, I like. I know that. <coughs> well, you can't compare Dave Chappelle to anybody else. Yeah. It's not fair. Right. He's on his own level. My dad said Earthquake was. He liked Earthquake stand up better than Chris Rock. I was like, oh, yeah. I told and y'all the chat. I thought Deion, uh, Deion Cole stand up yes. was ten times better. Oh yeah, Deion Cole's funny. He had cracking ribs. Yeah, he was so funny. damn funny. Yeah, yeah, but that's not. If we're going to get, we'll, we'll get to a grade of that. Are we past Marlon Wayans? Because I definitely want to get to Chris Rock and his stand up. Yeah, sure thing, sure thing. Now, I have to say, as far as a grade for Marlon Wayans to get back to that, I say that's probably like one out of five, just to get that out of the way. I thought it was, I thought it was terrible. It was yeah. a horrible I, I skipped right over because y'all disgraced. If I seen, paid for that, I'd be pissed. I, I ain't never seen a man ride another man's dick so fucking hard to get his material off. It was really weird that he was so enamored with what was going on with that uh, it's like why are you trying to take somebody else's like a uh, controversy or scandal and try I, to make it into your material for like half your fucking show I, I didn't wasn't going to watch it anyway because I saw his last stand up that sucked pretty bad it sucked really bad and uh, I just don't think Marlon's that funny I think I think you know I'm, I'm going to go see Sean when he comes here I think Sean is fun, going to be funnier than Marlon because he's Damon not, Wayans Jr. Yeah, he's Damon funnier. Wayans and he's yeah he's our age he's yeah Marlon them those considered the Wayne brothers. He's the Wayne nephew, you know what I mean? So I don't think Marlon's just made to do stand up. I think his brothers talked him into it. Yeah, he's too hype too hype. He's not the stand there and, you know, stand up comedian type. He's more movie funny when he's with them to me. Agreed. Yeah. So and also the problem is he doesn't have much substance. He's very like He's very, very like top layered when it comes to like actually right. breaking down materials for good a point. Good he doesn't. Point. He doesn't have like a lot of depth to what he's talking about. I think he'd be funny improv. Like maybe, make, maybe, maybe yeah, that would be more as forte. Yeah, you ever seen uh, what's to do with? Uh, he's, he's a talk show host. Uh, free is it free? You have the hat. The dude that wears the hat always. Dude that wears the hat. Um, it's not the Breakfast Club, but he has a show kind of like the Breakfast Club. He wears a big hat, black dude. Oh, you talking about Sway? Sway, Sway, yeah. Him and Sean goes on his show, and they be disgracing him bad. They're funny together, you know what I mean? Like they just take jabs at him. About I his, get it. They say make coffee out of his hat, and shit. I mean they make, they be killing because they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like them two together, yeah. Like they, they Sway still working? I don't know, I but think, I think he is. Yeah. If you look it up on YouTube. Look up Mark, the Wayans brothers with Sway. They it's hilarious because them two are. They're just improv, you know what I mean? Like they're just going off of it or whatever. Uh, it, it's perfect for that, you know. He, I think Marlon's perfect for something like that. But stand up, I don't think he's he's not stand up funny. So it, it is just not his thing. Yeah. I think the name kind of carries like that part of his career to do stand up in between yeah. movies, like keep himself paid. But overall, his substance is just it 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 leaves you lacking. Like I, I leave it and I just don't I don't remember the jokes other than the fact that I don't remember laughing. That was the main thing I remember. Wow. I wasn't yeah. really laughing. I was like yeah. I was like, can he move on from this fucking slap? Because I'm getting tired of this shit because it's not really funny and I'm not laughing at this and it's kind of pissing me off. But if we want to get back to the slap, let's get to Chris's Rock. How did y'all feel about that stand up so far? Have y'all watched it all the way through? Yeah, yeah I did. I I enjoyed it. I I um just the fact that a new Chris Rock stand-up is out is a good thing. Um, Agreed. I think um, just based off our previous conversations, um, not only on this show but outside the show, I think uh, you guys were probably wanting more in-depth and probably more time spent on the Will Smith situation. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I thought it was – I thought it was – it, it it was enough for me. I would have been upset if he spent more time on it 
honestly, just because just how you were talking about how Marlon Wayne's lacks substance, that has never been an issue with Chris Rock. And I do think there's way more important stuff going on in the world that I wanted to hear his opinion on, which I was happy he delved into. Um, and it, w- it was a good thing that he spent more time on that and saved the Will Smith stuff towards the end. So, end of the day, I, I will say that I thoroughly enjoyed it. Was it his best stand-up he's done? No. No. But it wasn't a complete bomb either like the Marlon Wayne <laughs> crap was. That's and true. me watching the Marlon Wayne stand-up before Chris Rock probably made me appreciate a little bit more when I saw how bad of a set can be. And Chris Rock just further solidified, solidified himself as one of the all-time greats doing stand-up comedy. He was already in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think I don't think this took him back any. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm just thankful we have Chris Rock doing stand up again more than anything. All right, what's your grade for it? I'm still adjusting to this five star program. You know, I grew up watching Siskel and Ebert and four stars. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'll if you want to give like I, I just came up with seven that. out of yeah, ten, yeah. three point five, yeah, three point five, seven out of ten. Because a seven is yeah, that scale is a lot higher with the ten. You can you know, but I, yeah, middle of the road for me too. I I. I I I laughed a couple of times. Um I feel like Chris Rock is was holding back. I feel like he's still a fan of Will Smith, like he said. I think he really, really does like Will Smith a lot. And it was hard for him to really go ham because I, I think he could have went worse on Jada than anything. You know what I mean? Like he I feel like the beef was more so with Jada, you know what I mean? Because she started with him with the Oscars way back in time. Um, but I was expecting more of that. I thought, you know, uh, for me, that's what I was looking for for the most. See what he's going to do with Will Smith. It was funny. He he went in on him, but I thought it, he could have did a lot worse to him. For me, if he would have smacked me, I would that would have been my whole entire skit. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, know, I know he wanted to have more to talk about because he feels – he feels like he's bigger than that. You know what I mean? That's why he said, you don't, you know, you don't fight in front of white people and all that stuff. You know, I know he feels like he's bigger than that, you know? So <clears throat> I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I, it was some stuff that was like, all right, I, I didn't even know who the hell Lululemon was. What the fuck is Lululemon? Like, I had to look that up. Like, <laughs> what is he talking about? Like, what is, I thought it was a person at first. Well, God bless you for yeah. being ignorant. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. But now <laughs> I do like looking at the, you know, the, the, the make leggings or whatever. The yoga pants is what they make. So that is very nice. Yeah, you remember when they had yeah. that little product placement when they made Coming to America when he went back to... When he went back to Queens and he had like the Lululemon store outside the barbershop and all the other shit. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I forgot about that. It was like that. It was like an Apple store and all the yeah, other stuff. It was like, yeah. oh, man, I, I get it. I yeah, get it it's very, very, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it was a couple really good. I feel like he was, um, he's happy to be, you know, of course, anybody would be happy to be rich, but you could tell he's loving the rich life. He's probably getting paid out the wazoo, like, you know, like he should be. But, you know, he's talking about his daughters going to Paris and stuff and they're, you know, I I just thought it was just okay. I wasn't. It wasn't his funniest. Um, like you said, Dion Cole for me was probably the funniest stand-up I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. Um, I just yeah, I was expecting more for Chris Rock. Like I said, he messed up a couple jokes. Well, really, the concussion and and emancipation that was the that was a funny joke. But if he would have nailed it, it would have been even more funny. He he had to go back and fix it uh, yeah. because it was live. You know what I mean? So there was yeah. a couple other funny. I actually had to watch it twice. I caught it halfway through. I forgot about it. And I caught it right before he started talking about Will Smith. So I had to go back and watch the first part and the Meghan Markle stuff. He was talking about that. And, uh, 
yeah, you know, I, I thought that was all pretty funny, but just nothing that is like, oh, man, that was all time great from Chris Rock. I thought that was just in the middle for him. So I, I, I'd give it three out of five. Also, three out of five brownie points for me for Chris Rock. So nothing that's crazy, crazy, legendary or anything like that. So, yeah. All right. Let me start with love. <laughs> Let me start with love. I love Chris Rock. Chris Rock is one of my top five comedians of all time. I cannot express how intelligent and how perceptive Chris Rock is when it comes to social justice issues or political issues or just, you know, an observation on life that I feel like a lot of people don't seem to see and he sees it. I think that's where he really shines. He's brilliant when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now, let's just be all the way honest. People tune into this special, not because we give a fuck about his perspective on Ukraine or Meghan Markle or where we are with the presidency. They wanted to hear about that damn slap and how he felt mm-hmm. about that. He sat on this for <coughs> damn near a, a year. And he knew people were coming to his shows right after that slap. And pretty much all up until now, they're waiting for him to actually talk about it. And he knows people are waiting to, to hear from him. I feel like he blue-balled us for like 45 minutes. And he gave us like eight minutes of that material. <laughs> and even when he talked about that, it still felt like, you're holding back. Yeah, it's like he could have really hammered. Yeah. <laughs> You're holding back. Yeah. He's, this man said, I'm, I'm still here in summertime. <laughs> Drums, please. <laughs> that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like the emancipation. Massa, whip, whip him again, Massa. <laughs> whip him again. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Now, there were some parts in there where I thought it was like highly intelligent stuff. And not him talking about Meghan Markle, like the royal family being racist, you know perspective on his kids like his wife like getting half his money and she ain't even funny and all that stuff like hearing him talk about that kind of stuff was like all right man this is the Chris Rock that I like but it's kind of like all right man this Herbie get to the shit man you know what we're here for let's just not tease us this Herbie get to it everybody in there is paying like a high price for your damn stand-up to hear you talk about Will Smith you're not doing interviews like you said you're not playing victim all right I get it but let's get to these fucking jokes man because we know you have a real opinion about this I thought there was it was nice that he kind of threw a few jabs in there, but yeah, like you said, he still comes off as a fan. Yeah. He didn't want to talk bad about Will Smith. I feel like he wanted to say a lot more about Jada. Right. The fact that he yeah. got bold enough and called her a bitch, I was like, oh, all right, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now we cooking with gas. Let's get to it. Nothing else? Like, oh, she's just a bitch? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> he, called, he called them both bitches. He did. Him. Yeah, he's a fucking bitch. He kept saying bitch, but still, that's not, you know... If they heard that, I'm sure they watched that. They probably like, they probably okay, were expecting yeah, something like something that. that. Yeah, and the fact that he blames more on this on Jada as opposed to Will is kind of like uh, okay. You kind of tipping your head on how you're really feeling about some things. Like you feel like Jada's feel like all the hatred from for Will isn't coming from Will and his personal relationship with Chris. You think it's like Will just transferring all that energy from from her over to him. Like she don't really fuck with him like that. Yeah, I feel like Chris has always felt that way. And even when he mentioned in there and talking about, hey, like I try to reach out to him and they ain't call me or they ain't answer the phone, whatever. It was kind of like, oh, okay. I see there's like a little bit of like a, there's some back and forth about who's really trying to connect with who. And right. Somebody's not talking to somebody. But even then, I was still like, do we really care at this point? Like, I feel like it kind of went a little bit too long. And maybe he just, he underplayed his hand just a little bit. If I were him, I would have gave this material at least 30 minutes. Yeah, at least 20 At least 30 minutes. minutes. A solid 30 minutes. He can actually make that last a little bit longer. Like him not even acknowledging that he didn't want to talk about that, you know, the alopecia joke. Like I didn't. He could have cleaned that up a little bit. It's like, hey, 
I didn't know she had that because I know a lot of people still thinking like there was still malice in that joke that you were actually making fun of a condition that you knew that she had. And a lot of people felt that way. And a lot of people had to say like, no, he didn't know that. Hearing him say that I didn't know that when I made that joke, it would have felt like a little bit better of a cleanup on that issue right there. He could have cleaned up a couple of other things. But maybe that's just me being nitpicky. Maybe that's just me wanting Chris Rock to actually go more like uh, the bigger and blacker version of Chris Rock where he actually goes like all in. He doesn't really hold back. I feel like this one, I feel like he owed us not to hold back. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, I think it so. Is. I, do, I do think you kind of undersold how big of a comedian Chris Rock is when he does his stand-up because let's say Will Smith never slapped Chris Rock. If you say there's a new Chris Rock stand-up coming out, I'm still going to be excited to look forward to it. That's oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, being, being excited for Chris Rock stand-up is a lot different than being excited for Chris Rock to speak about a certain incident. True. A lot of people true. are thinking, like, yeah, he's still funny, but you know a lot of people are just sitting there and see like, okay, he's like, any minute now, he's about to start talking about Will Smith because even during that stand-up, he kept like throwing tidbits out there. He's like, I don't want another rapper mad at me or something yeah, like that. Jay-Z, it's like he, yeah. like he was teeing us up. You saw how crazy everybody was getting when he started mentioning that stuff. He's like, hey, you know why everybody's here. He's like, let's not play stupid about this. Like, get to the shit right now, man. Come on now. And it felt like he just kept teasing us and pulling back, teasing us and pulling back. And then when he finally went for the knockout punch, it felt like he just kind of flailed all over the place and it didn't land. It, it, did, it didn't land as, as much as I would have wanted to. I, I and And to a certain extent, you're right because – if there's any time where Chris Rock needed to give us the best of his stand-up ability, it would have been this stand-up. He should have had, as long as he's been on hiatus with everything leading up to it, this should have been an absolute classic. But, yeah, this was might be my least favorite Chris Rock stand-up, but that's still better than 90% of the stand-ups I see out there. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, it wasn't like the material itself, it wasn't like, the worst thing I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but it was still kind of like, uh, like he could have done, he could have done something just a little bit better with his material and the way that he, he had it land a little bit. Like you said, he messed up on one of the jokes because it kind of killed the rhythm of where he was yeah, going with this. Yeah. It's like, I know what he's talking about. He was talking about, you know, concussion, not emancipation, but you know, I get it. You know, you do a live stream or something like that. Not everything can go smoothly as you probably wanted it to. So that's fine. But still, I feel like he could have just went so much harder on that material at the end. And the fact that he waited for like the last eight minutes to talk about it is still kind of like, like that's all you got after a year. Like, did he knock the memory out your ass? Or like, what's going on? Like, so you forgot how, yeah. like how embarrassed you were about that. Right. It's like, all right, because if that was me, I would have called it like you know, like the the demolish. The, I'm, I'm going to demolish Will Smith in this whole standup. I, that would have been the promo. Like, I'm about to destroy Will Smith and Jaden and that whole damn family and everybody else that supports him. Like, I'm coming for all y'all. That would have been me in my mindset. And with him working in the industry as long as he has, you would think you'd have more material to go in on Will Smith with. Yeah, but like I said, he only had, like, one year. Because, like I said, he had a a tour before that that was called Ego Death. So, because he was touring with uh, Chappelle and uh, Kevin Hart. Right. So, he had a whole other, like, set of material that was going on at that time. So, the fact that he went from that to this pretty fast... It is still impressive that he had that good material within like a year because I know comedians take a while to get their material ready for an hour plus special. So the fact that he pulled that off, I still think it was good. But overall, it 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 just didn't all the way work for me. It was still better than Marlon Wayans and his shitty oh, material. Right here, <laughs> but, but if I'm grading on a Chris Rock scale, this is probably like a two out of five for me. Woo 
Woo. It was I wanted more. And you know why I wanted more? Because I wanted him to discuss that part more. Yeah. And get into something that we may not have known about. What I mean, maybe he could have had some insight. He's the one that got slapped. He had to live a whole year with this. You know what I mean? But uh And I feel like Will Smith talked about it a little bit, saying like, Hey, I reached I reached out to Chris and he didn't want to talk, yada yada yada. I was Chris like, said he reached out to him and he didn't want to talk, you know. So, well I'm this like, is right. beforehand though, yeah. I'm like, all right, man, so obviously somebody's full of shit. I don't really care who, but like, just just give me a little bit more of what you're feeling about that. It, I just I just feel like I just I want it more. Maybe yeah. this is me being greedy or this me. Like I said, I think he just uh, he said it. You know, I saw him at the Run DMC open for Run DMC. This just sounds like he's a super fan like we were. Or, like he was or, talking or, like he was hurt. Yeah, like, like a, yeah, like disappointed and hurt. Like you said, yeah, hurt. Yeah. Like, he didn't really want to go ham. You know what I mean? He didn't really want to put any more fuel fuel in the fire than it was. It's a lot of fuel on the fire. It would have been, I would have burned the whole thing down. You know what I mean? We, Will Smith would never talk to me again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or even mention me again. You know, so, but I feel like he was just like, he. I feel like if he would have talked about it beforehand, maybe he might have lost some viewers. You know, maybe he said, well, shit, I'm going to hold this until the end and keep you waiting, you know, and, see, and, then, and then let you have it at the end. So. <laughs> For creative persons, it made sense for him to save that for the end because yeah. they knew everybody was waiting to hear right, his reply anticipation, to that. Yeah, and I I do completely understand your grievances for wanting more. Um, now maybe there's no more to it. He um he got slapped by Will Smith for a joke at the Oscars, and apparently there was no more to it than that than just a, a minor episode he had with Jada Pinkett. I think maybe we wanted more because we thought there was more to it. And just to reiterate something that uh, I spoke on earlier, I was mistaken. I had to look it up online just because I didn't know the names of the people off the top of my head. So apparently, Jerry Seinfeld was not a part of this special. And a clip that's been resurfacing lately after this Chris Rock special actually first came on in 2011. But it's back online now. Apparently, Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Lou, Louis C.K., and Ricky Jarvis had a little comedian's roundtable. And they were sitting there talking. And uh, Louis C.K. starts throwing out the N-word quite a bit. That <laughs> sounds like it's typical. Yeah. And my appreciation for Jerry Seinfeld, which I always liked a lot, just went by 100 because... Seeing this clip a day after I watched that Chris Rock special, I thought it was part of that special because it popped online, but apparently it's not. Um, there's been a lot of backlash with Chris Rock, surprisingly, because with this clip resurfacing, they're saying, why were you sitting there laughing and joking around? You, Will Smith um, gets all this flack for you making a joke about um, about his wife and laughs before he slaps you. But you're sitting there letting Ricky Jarvis and Louis C.K. throw the N-word around like it's nothing while you're laughing and joking. And Jerry Seinfeld's the only voice of reason. He's like, hey, good for you guys. You guys found the humor in the word. I I don't feel comfortable saying it in my personal life. I'm not going to say it on here. Yeah, he see what happened to fucking Kramer's ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Yeah, well, you think about that. Like I said, it's kind of like a... Like what happened with um, Joe Rogan is all about context and how they're saying it. Like, and plus, comedians seem to have like a different type of relationship with one another when it comes to how they allow comedy to fly around them. 
True. Like, they talk a certain way around each other. They let a lot of stuff go. Like, they still say the F word mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. They still say the N word. They still make fun of, like, Jewish people, the, the Holocaust. Like, they make fun of a lot of stuff that a lot of people like us will probably, like, shrivel up just a little bit. You know, bo- booty holes get tight. You know, everybody starts talking like, hey, hey, no, 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 no. Don't talk about that. But comedians, they like to go a little bit too far on certain things. So I can kind of see both sides of that. I can understand absolutely Jerry Seinfeld's like, hey, like, we can't be saying that stuff. We need to tone it down. But then I, kinda, I can understand that comedians, they like to push the boundaries quite a bit. And we're talking about, like, two or three comedians that are very famous for pushing boundaries with Chris Rock, with uh, Ricky Gervais, and uh, also with um, uh, Louis Louis C.K. They push boundaries quite a bit. Yes. And I'm not mad at that because every once in a while they can't be – we was going through that phase where everybody was getting too sensitive. Nobody wanted to say any damn thing. And it was going through a spell of comedians not really being funny like they used to because they were being so damn scared of being canceled. So it was kind of nice to kind of see that kind of come back. Even though it was a resurface old clip, it's, it's nice to see that certain comedians aren't scared to go to that level of controversy as far as discussing topics or even saying certain things that most people don't want to say. Because Chappelle gets away with it with a very creative way of how he does it. As far as talking about like trans and abortion, like he has mm-hmm. his own spin of how to do things. And a lot of, the, a lot of that stuff seems to be more palatable for yeah. people to actually digest. For those three, I don't think they were working it out. It's kind of like how people talk. I don't want to say barbershop, locker room, but like when you're sitting in a room with your friends or whatever and you just get more comfortable to say certain things, I'm under the belief that you have to be a little bit racist for me to trust you. That's where I am with some of my friends. I have to know that you can actually make an insensitive joke and you can take an insensitive joke. True, true. Just so we can understand exactly where we can find those boundaries. Now, see, like older... I would say older, especially older blacks. Like, my dad don't like any racist jokes. Black or white jokes. That's a shame. Because he, like, he grew up in South he Carolina. He grew up in a, in a time where he lived, yeah. where you could only drink from the my dad and your dad probably for sure. Exactly. All of our dad. And so, like, he he might laugh a couple of times, but he don't like racist jokes, especially from the whites. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, he don't like it from the blacks. But if you could tell the opposite type of joke, he just say, hey, I don't, you know, that's okay if you want to, but... You know, I don't want to hear a racist joke. Not if it's about black Chinese, but he just doesn't like them. You know what I mean? Like, because he thinks that people, if they can say it in front of him, you know what I mean? And he laughs, then he's okay with it. You see what I'm saying? True. That's how my dad, he just doesn't, he's just old school black guy like that. Now, I'll laugh because I understand. I try, I find humor in most things. You know what I mean? It's just how I, how I'm, how I am made up. But my dad is not made up like that. He's not as, as loose as I am, you know, I grew up in a different era than him. He grew well, you know in, what they you know, say: so. a joke is never a joke unless we're going to get serious about right, it. Right, right, yeah. And so he, he's, he might, you know, say something to you if you say a joke that's he might find offensive to the other race or uh, any race. You know, what I mean, so. But me, I'm, you know, I find it. My mom's like that. My mama laugh, and my dad be like, I don't find shit funny. You know, he'll say that to you. You know, so I don't think you should say stuff like that. So some people, you got to watch what you say, especially older blacks. They don't like any racist jokes, you know, not just black or white, you know, so. Well, and that says a lot about uh, what the other person feels about you as well, how yeah. comfortable they are right. about saying that stuff. And yeah, um, I would say if if you've known somebody for a decent amount of time, you should know what's going to offend them at a certain point. And myself, I, if, if, if there's even that, a slight chance where I think it's going to offend somebody, 
I just keep it to myself. <laughs> I understand the comedic world is a little bit different, where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm just, I'm going for the laugh. If you're offended, so what? I'm then this joke's not for you. Skip it. So I, I'm looking at it just a little bit differently. But um, one thing that kind of gets on that I try to avoid because I know it irks me, and I'm sure you guys have been around this. We're about to hit 40 here pretty soon, so I'm sure you guys have printed yourself. You've hung around somebody for quite a bit. You get to know them, and then you see their behavior change around certain individuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure that you guys felt one way or another about that, but that's a big pet peeve of mine when I see behavior change around me compared to what you act like around other individuals. Now, I know certain things are just minor. We're all humans here. But if uh, if you find it, if you decide you want to try to insult me or around other individuals, when you don't want to, and you don't insult me in person, I take offense to that. Where you felt that it was okay to do it around other people, to me it looks like you think more highly of them than it does me. If you want to mm-hmm. sit there and insult me in front of other people, so this is where this whole Chris Rock Will Smith thing goes because when that. I, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence because even you guys went harder on Chris on uh, Will Smith than I did. I, I felt he was wrong, but I didn't think this is one of the worst travesties in entertainment history. But like I said, Will Smith and and Chris Rock top twenty five favorite entertainers of all time. So more than anything, I'm upset that it it that it deteriorated into this mess. But I do think they were both wrong in the sense, especially with this recent with this footage coming out where Chris Rock's laugh, laughing it up while Ricky Jarvis was pretty much saying Chris Rock made a comment and, and Louis C.K. made the made a comment. Oh, so you're calling me a nigger then? <laughs> and and Louis C.K. made a comment. He was like, uh, "When a black person gets rich, it's a countdown to when they're gonna go broke." it's kind of of funny but (laughs) part of that is a stereotype that's that's not fair it's 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 definitely not fair because worst case scenarios are always highlighted there's been a lot of damn white people that blew their damn money and they are dead damn broke that's true there's there's a lot so that black stereotype is not fair but you got to pick your jokes better. You got you you need to pick your jokes better. And Louis C.K. I don't think Louis C.K. would have made that same joke if Dave Chappelle was on was on the set. That's all I'm going to say. I, or even if it wasn't comedians, he's not going to say that if Denzel Washington is sitting there. Yeah. Right. He felt he could get away with that in front of Chris Rock. Now the problem I have with that stance not not particularly your stance, but the stance that other people have about. That kind of thing about saying an insensitive black joke. How many times have we made insensitive white jokes? Very true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, Very true. If, like we, it's it. What is that joke like? Like you can always like. It's okay to punch up, but you can't punch down. True. Like 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 skinny people can't make fun of fat people, but fat people can't make can make fun of skinny people. Yeah. Like you can't make fun of the poor, but the poor can make fun of the rich. Like it's always that that Short that, and that tall. That, yeah. Yeah. It's always yeah. that balance that they kind of mm-hmm. like. Um, I don't know the the equality that we give in each other as far as like the social justice of how we can look down on people 
and we can't, you know, talk about certain people a certain way. I always felt like if you're going to make like a white joke, then white people should be able to make black jokes. True. And I got to do better about that myself, honestly. I'm about to say, we can't be so damn insensitive because we laughed at a lot of gay jokes. We laughed at a lot of like white jokes. We mm. laughed at a lot of Indian jokes, like Asian jokes. Like this, we've been laughing at everybody else. But as soon as the jokes turn back at us, we like, whoa, 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 hold on. Yeah. And I, I've acknowledged that in front of a lot of coworkers who have issues about uh, the new norm. Uh, and we'll talk about that. But the woke, I've, I'm upset that white people have hijacked the woke culture. They've turned woke into something that it was never intended to be. I, I, yeah, even as soon I, as they put woke on Gap T-shirts, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> we lost. Yeah. Uh, it, I've had and I've I've had to admit that yes, black comics can get away with way more than white comics can. Yeah, because we will, always I like. Will, I will agree. Remember, to that. Patrice O'Neill did that. He did something. He said something to a guy, and uh, he was like, "It's okay," you know. He was like, um, "I can't remember what Patrice said," and he's like, "Yeah, the white guy. He's looking at me. You're pissed off." He's like, "Yeah, I know. I'm racist. I fuck it. I'll just have to deal with it." You know, it's like it was almost like the it was okay for the the dude to be racist. You know what I mean? But Patrice is like, "Fuck it. I get to say whatever I want to say because I'm black up here." You know what I mean? Yeah, like I get yeah. to say it. You have to deal with it. Even if you are racist, you know what I mean? I get to say, this, this is our turn to say whatever we want to say, you know? So, um, I, I feel you. I feel that. And so, and I, especially when I'm driving, I'm the racist motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Exactly. And then I go, and then there's a, there's a white girl at my house. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, but I, <laughs> but I'm not though. I'm not racist at all. But when I'm driving, I don't, everybody can get it. All right, to be fair, I think when we're driving in yeah. traffic, we are the worst versions of ourselves. Oh, and it's not absolutely. fair to anybody. Absolutely. When you, I heard a thing that said, when you're by yourself, that's exactly who you are. Not when you're with your wife, your significant other, but when you're by yourself and nobody's around, whatever you're doing, that's who you really are. I agree and with that. And sometimes when you're driving, that's a stressful thing, though. Driving is stressful. And it's not just white. I, I get on the Chinese, Arabs, everybody. Black, too. I get on everybody. You know what I mean? So I pull up. I don't even, you know, I have to wait to see what they are before I say something racist. I'm going to pull up. <laughs> see what, oh, Indian, motherfucker. You Indian bitch. You know what I mean? Like, God damn it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank you, Indian. I don't know. You got the dot on your head. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I, you're pissed off. You say whatever, and I'm not racist at all, people. But um, I'm more racist to black people when I'm in traffic. <laughs> black oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I turn it. Nigga, got motherfucking bitch. You know what I mean? I know like, this motherfucker ain't going to work. Yeah. Like, get your ass off the road. And you and you judged him by the way the car looks and all. Look at this raggedy motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. God damn it. I'm, you know, but we the all The more raggedy the car, the more reckless they drive. Right, right. But we, you know, you get mad, you say whatever, and that's just, that's not who you are all the time. So. I know. It's not that true content of your character. Yeah. It's more like a, you know, a release valve when you're in your car. Yeah. When you're sitting yeah. there, like, driving through. You, you just got to let out a little bit of steam. Like, kind of like a... How do you explain it? Like, like when you on a when you on a competitive field, like football, yeah, basketball, yeah, yeah. like you say a lot of out of pocket shit to people. Like when you get like in the moment when the adrenaline is pumping and right. you get in that competitive like uh, mode right there. There's a lot of shit said that like once you get done saying, he's like, you know what? I was out of character. I didn't really didn't mean that, man. It was like a, you know, like like the competitive edge got the best of me, something like that. Like right. every once in a while, you got to give people like a pass. <laughs> yeah, true. It, it, it sounds it sounds fucked up, and I know it sounds like I'm making excuses, but that's simply how it is. Because I, 
Even my wife, every once in a while, I'll tease her because I intentionally play uh, niggas in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, babe, sing it with me. <laughs> and I, I just testing her. I was like, come on, man, like, yeah. whatever. Like, like, Jigga, what's my motherfucking name? Like, come on, you know the lyrics, sing along. <laughs> like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll bait her into it. She's like, no, I'm not saying it. like, why? You're like, I know you're not racist. You married me. We're good. Mm. Like, we're, everything is good. It's like, no, I can't say that. Like, well, he is technically art. He wanted people to sing it, did he not? I'm okay with but, repeating song lyrics. I'm okay. Like with once that. again, it's in context. It's not right. like you saying it to me. You're saying it with the song. And but it, in it, general it, conversation, I don't like that. I, I've had a white girl talking to me and a couple other black folks and a couple white folks at the time. She was like, "Niggas always do this. Niggas uh, always do yeah. that." Yeah, I, don't like I can't. That. I can't help but be rubbed the wrong way. Well, what did she say? Maybe she had a point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably did. She probably did. But she could have said black dudes. Yeah, like, like, like that's just a difference between me like, and her. She like niggas always late. Like maybe Ryan. But <laughs> <laughs> he always like. Oh man! Exactly. And she, and she would ever ever right to say that. Yes, she could have said that, but. And plus, I, plus, I don't like those words like always and like, uh, you, know, you know, never. Like, you don't always do something. You don't never do something. Like, there's always, like, exceptions. Like, you're always late. Like, Ryan's not always late. I'm sure I've seen them on time at least once yeah. or something. There so has been one or two times. So you can't yeah. be always. Then. But, yeah, always is 100%. Yeah. Wait, let me ask you that's guys. That's broad generalization yeah. that yeah. should never be done. I hate that shit. The girl I'm talking about in question, we were in a work environment when she was making this comment. And... Her friend was at the job, who was a black female, and there was two other black guys, and uh, the other black guy looked at me when she said it, and I, of course, I had to speak up, just because I've been there longer, so I spoke up, but us three black guys, we're not going going around talking about, oh, man, these crackers pissing me off today, these white, hunky motherfuckers pissing me off with this Trump shit, why is it, there's no, we watch our language, so they Everybody's got to watch their language. Mm-hmm. Do that because no, especially in the damn work environment. Yeah, it's, and, cold, it's cold switching. You know who you're around, who you're talking to. Like and, you can only talk a certain way around certain people. If you feel comfortable enough to say that shit, but you guys don't you. hear you guys don't hear me talk like that. By, by when the microphone's off, you have never heard me. I've never heard anybody talk like that. That wasn't like uh, over sixty. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's how old people talk. We don't talk like that. Mm-mm. We phase out of that shit. Like honky cracker. Like I ain't. Never, I say that as a joke to my wife sometimes when I feel like she getting out of pocket. Like man, you'll get your crack ass out my damn way. She, she'd be looking at me like, "What you say?" And she don't let me get offended. She just starts laughing. She's like, "Did you call me cracker?" <laughs> I'm like no. Yeah. I'm like get your crack ass out my damn way. I can tell you. And she's like, uh, "Every once in a while, she'll throw in some shit." I ain't gonna say it on the podcast. I'll probably be embarrassing. But <laughs> like, we have a very special relationship about how we be talking to each other sometimes. And every once in a while, she'd be like, she'll say something to me. I was like, "Damn, you know what? You got a point. You got a point." Let me get my, you know, my porch monkey ass up out of there. I, mean, like, I was like, you know what? Feel, That's just how we talk to one another. Right, right. You have to read the room. That's all I'm trying to say, really. You have any, to know how to read the room. Any relationship I've ever been in, I feel like I got to prove that I'm black. Like, you know, you're light-skinned. I'm a black guy, damn it. What do you mean I'm light-skinned? You've seen my dad, you know what I mean? But anything like a cultural thing that we do. Like, I remember when I went to a party with this girl, 
And it was on a Friday at 6 o'clock, and I was complaining. And she's like, that's a great time. I'm like, black people don't go to no damn party at 6 o'clock on a Friday. We don't even go out to 10 o'clock. And <laughs> Ain't she that got, the damn no, that's 6 very o'clock. Like, she was like, they, they don't understand the cultural stuff that we do. You know what I mean? And so they they may not be racist or nothing, but the cultural things that we grew up on stuff, they don't See, understand. See, that's, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand. And I don't have no problem with that. I just try to use that in my advantage. You know, black people do this, black people do that. And like that's not true. Like we don't go to no damn party at six o'clock on a Friday. That's mostly just ignorance. Yeah, yeah. yeah you that's know, all so. it is. And it, it, it does happen. Like ignorance to culture, it does happen. So I don't look at it the same way as that they're just talking, you know, from a bad experience. And also because you know you get into a car crash, and all of a sudden you're like, man, fucking women can't fucking drive or whatever. Like women can drive. You know, you just happen to crash into somebody who doesn't know how to drive as well as everybody else. <laughs> that's that's all good. Yeah. And most of the car crashes I've been in. It's been men behind the wheels. Yeah, so you know what? Yeah, yeah. The women got the hell out the way. The women, you know, they, they do what they have to do every once in a while. They may not be able to park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when it comes to your tires, man, right. you definitely don't know where they've been. Right. Hell yeah. You go, you go through a drive through, you're off on a curb and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stay in the lake or whatever. Damn it. Yeah. You're getting to turn on your turn signals and all that other stuff. They're yeah. messier too. Like if you ever look inside a woman's car, there's shit everywhere in there. God damn. Oh my what, God. What is all this makeup and shit everywhere? Cups? Oh, their bathrooms yeah. are the Cups, worst. Oh, Combs and hair all over the place. Hair. Hair everywhere. Hair be everywhere. Man, if you got a girl to live with you, you're going to have hair everywhere. Everywhere. I'll be washing, taking a shower. I'll pull out a long piece of hair. Like, God damn, how's your hair down there? What the hell? You really did give me head. I think your girl might be doing that to you like my wife. I think she just marking me. Yeah. You come back with a hair that ain't yours, you're going to have a long, awkward conversation. Oh, oh, yeah. They're looking at the shit with the light, with the camera. Is this mine judging it to their hair? Let me see. Oh, shit. I don't know whose hair that is. When you get to a CSI lab, like, like, obviously, this is like a a brunette. They got a fucking infrared light looking at it and shit. Like, man, get the hell out of no, here. That's a red hair. That ain't yeah. a blonde hair. Like, how you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, that hair is going to be everywhere. So oh, I, I get it, man. Women, y'all, y'all ain't slick, man. No, I, I, I've slick. been hip to that trick for a long time. Yeah. My wife come home, look at the hair. Like, I know that's yours. Mm-hmm. I left it there on purpose because I ain't want no problems when I come back home. But yeah. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, I have, I have to say, like, the insensitive part of those conversations, like the racist jokes, I'm, I'm more desensitized to that stuff. I don't I don't know why. Maybe because I just take in a lot more dark jokes and racist jokes don't really bother me no more. No. So I wish the world will evolve to that point where maybe those words don't have as much power as it as it does because like Chris Rock had to go through, he found out that words still have a lot of power. And then that power turned into a slap across his face because those words really hurt somebody's feelings. So it shows like like Will and Jada, they're still very sensitive to people's words because there's like a lot of people that's on the internet right now. They, they worship praise. And he touched so on that damn much. Like you can tell, like Will Smith really takes in like a lot of the people's words that they have against him. You can tell it was really hurting him after that slap. Yeah, because he's like, damn, I lost my fans. Like people are talking about me a certain way. Yeah, but he knew he could slap Chris Rock though. He that knew, is true. Yeah, he wouldn't have slapped Dave Chappelle's cocky ass now you know what i mean like he would have had a this is how he said it. he's significantly bigger than me he knew he could slap me and i don't do shit so are you, you know? talking the same thing that he was kind of looting to in the stand-up that uh jada put a hit out on him i think i think he knew he could just go up there and slap i think he knew chris rock is just like he said he's not 
he's not uh, menacing. He's not going to do a thing. I think that was a part because he was almost he was almost like he was talking like this wasn't Will wanting to slap me. This is what this is you wanting to slap me, and Will felt like he had to act on your behalf in front of the entire world. He he is really in a dark. I told you, man. Like he is the Manchurian candidate in that house, man. He is being brainwashed, (laughs) right? I'm telling you, she is the one that's actually pulling all the damn strings. And I think Will just knows the strings are there. But he's like, I'm, I'm in it to win it at this point. So I absolutely understand. Like, a toxic relationship like that, you can't really walk away from that yeah, but they, at some point. They put the news, like he said, they put it on the internet. They're the one talking about it. They're I know. interviewing. Chris Rock yeah. had a very good point. He's like, your wife, like, uh, fucked around with her, her son's, son's friend, friend yeah. and then interviewed you about being <laughs> cheated on. I was like, damn. Very that good point. True. Very good point. Right, yeah. That was and it was a whole other level to that joke at the end where he he's I felt like Chris was kind of taking a jab at uh at Will Smith's parents. Did y'all catch that a little bit? He's like like why didn't you fight back or such and such? He's like you know why? Because I was raised by parents. It's like he was alluding to the shit that Will I Smith didn't put look at like that when he, when Will Smith put in his book like his dad was abusing his mom or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. and he was alluding to a lot of stuff that Will's been dealing with trauma wise as far as being in his household. That and he's like, yeah, and you don't fight in front of white people, and it's like, then kind of like how I was talking about in that whole debacle that happened last year. I feel like when he made that apology video, he yeah, was, he was talking to his white fan base. Will Smith cares about his white fan base more than he'll ever care about black people caring about him. Um, that's how I really feel. He cares about more about the people that got him rich, rather than the people that's really going to hold him down when he fucks up. Because he went, because as soon as he fucked up, guess what he did when the emancipation came out? He had a house full of niggas. At his house, trying to get all those black people back on his side. Because he's like, I'm going to start up from my foundation again. I'm going to start with black people, and then I'm going to slowly work my way up to the white people again. That's where he is. Um, He's trying to get to the white a certain people back. Ex- Just because <coughs> even Will Smith, I know uh, he's in some of his like uh, big blockbuster movies, he's been paired with a lot of white actresses. But for whenever he does little, uh, he has romantic ties. So he did a couple movies with Rosario Dawson. Even that movie where he was, uh, what's that movie where it had Kevin James in it and he was trying to teach him how Hitch. to hitch. Oh, there hitch. we go. Yeah, even though um, it had that girl who was Ryan Gosling's baby mom. Even, even, even Mendez. Even Mendez, yeah. 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 Well, she's a person of color. She don't count. She really. is. And even in that movie, he was still hitting on people, black females, in that movie, even Bad Boys, he had black females he was messing with on the side. Yeah, he doesn't. Even though the white audience has fully embraced that man, he doesn't cater to them. Uh, and even though you do think that um, Jada, which I'm not ruling out because I totally believe that the reason we had to live and witness white Michael Jackson is because of mind control. I do think that's a reality. So even though I don't already believe it with the Jada Will Smith, I'm not going to rule it out. That could be a possibility, and she just might be his his handler. I'm about to say he does have he a still, lot of white co stars. I ain't going to rule that shit out completely. I, I, I see, what you've been on this, right? Because I, I robot, he had a white co star. Yeah, you don't want to just say it's all Jada, and we know it's not all just Jada. You know, I, we all know Will Smith is. Pinochle time with all these co-stars, you know what I mean. So yeah. that could have rub off on her and probably made her do what she did, you know what I mean. So you can't just blame her, but it's a lot of her. It seems like you yeah, know a yeah. wife is supposed to yeah. build you up, not tear you down. True. I don't see her building him up at all, really, because she doesn't it. have the fame <laughs> that he has. That I can see her doing. No, that. I don't. Yeah, I don't no, fame, he doesn't need her. Be he I don't think her. it's about that. 
I don't think it's really about the fame. I think it's simply because they're just not a perfect match for one another. She really does come off as jealous at times at his success. I, I, I can get that. I, I see that. I, you're, I agree 100%. If actually. my wife was ever talking about her ex as much as she was talking about Tupac, me and her are going to have a, a, a conversation in the, in, in, in the backyard <laughs> where I know ain't nobody going to hear me yelling. Right, right. Yeah. I was like, uh, like, like, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to be clapping my hands like for real. I'm like, you got one more time <laughs> to bring up Tupac in an interview. Otherwise, right. you ain't coming home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you talking to a girl and she's talking about her ex the entire... I had that happen before. I had talking to this girl and she talked about I took her on a date. She talked about her ex the entire oh, time. No. I start missing the motherfucker. Like, well, shit, <laughs> let me call him. Shit, let's get his ass back. This dude's wonderful. Like, he sounded like a keeper. <laughs> I know, shit. Like, why you get rid of him? And then, if it's angry, even if it's angry and hateful thoughts, hate is not the opposite of, you know, of love. It's indifference is the opposite of love. And so, if somebody's angry and they're talking about the dude, it's still connected you know what i mean right. so you don't want that and as much as she talk about tupac i mean that's a big x one of the best rappers of all time and will smith might have been he probably is jealous of what tupac is because tupac is the kind of man that jada likes he is not tupac in that way you know what i mean so and every time he talks about it he's like damn i was really was jealous of that yeah yeah he did so, say, yeah, yeah. not to hash that all up again because i know we chopped that all up oh, like last year but once up. again yeah once again i do feel like when he brought that up again it was feel like it does feel like Jada really is having Will in his feelings just a little bit where he feels a bit insecure about himself. And that really sucks. That sucks. That so, you're with a woman that you feel like she doesn't really love you. She loves the right. idea of you. Yeah. And I never saw that round table mess. I only saw the clips. Oh, and, well, God bless you. Well, Thank God you missed that. And he's, he's a meme now. Him and Michael Jordan and Will Smith are the most famous crying memes of all time. <laughs> Michael Jordan's super funny. They're real funny. They use that great <laughs> online. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't. I don't did did Will Smith admit to anything on this roundtable? He never did. He didn't admit to anything. He also he did say that you know they had an open relationship, meaning he like you said he was penile time. I'm sure, but this he kept his on a low. Right, nobody knows for sure. You know, maybe he did have Eva Mendez and see that's know, the kind. Of, now Chris Rock is right to call him out on that. You should never admit to that <coughs> on TV. Don't if you guys are having don't have a. T- don't have a TV special where you guys said out loud. Well, a lot of people said that. He's like, you know what? We talked about this for a while, but we didn't know to actually confirm it. Like, it's just been rumors. Like, they never confirmed it. But the fact they went on the internet and told everybody, it's kind of like, why would you ever do that? You, wouldn't, you should never do something like that. Like, that was really stupid. I don't think I, don't think I could. I, it's one thing to be dating somebody <laughs> for three months and say, okay, yeah, we can have an open relationship until we settle down. But with your damn wife? Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Hell no. I don't care how famous we are. Definitely not. I, uh, I think I, that makes the, the uh, marriage go stronger if y'all are both super successful and y'all can still stick together. Even, even better. A lot of people believe that if they do that, that's like letting the person have freedom. Maybe they'll just come back and be stronger. Some people believe in that. Uh, uh, like swingers. Too. Swingers believe in Yeah, you won't see me at no swingers. No, club. but swingers believe that, you know. Go and do what you want. And I'll watch. You go do what you want. Some people believe that, you know. Like, true. Yeah, monogamy yeah. is not for everybody. Yeah, no, and I, no. True. I get it. Like you can't be attached to one person for the rest of your life. People just have to have like you know other partners, and they like to have like different experiences with other people. 
So if that's the case, just don't get married, honestly. Yeah, yeah, really. Chris, Chris yeah, Rock said it before. He's like, getting married is like having cable TV and only watching the same thing on each channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was brilliant. Yeah, you know what I mean? So he said it before, you know, so, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I, and just put a, a button on that. I just... If he just went a little bit further on that and not try to fucking tease us the whole damn hour because, you know, we was there for one thing and one thing only, where it was unfair to him, but you knew what you got paid for for that live stream. They ain't go all in on their first Good live point. stream ever just to hear Chris right. Rock talk about this for like eight minutes. Yeah, Lululemon and shit. We, but they, they are having something else. Did you see, if you go on Netflix, he's he's doing some kind of other special now. Chris Rock. I know. I saw he yeah. put out an extended, uh, extended version of like yeah. Tambourine or something right, like that. Right, right, like, right. Yeah, I was like, why? Yeah. That came out like three, four years ago. Right. Why are we talking about that? Yeah, he said it's, it's like uncut and for the first time ever. He's doing a lot with Chris Rock. You know, no, so. they're, they're just taking advantage of the – like it's like, hey, now that we have your attention, let's try this. Right. So I get it. Once you get their attention, you want to give them as much as they can while they want it. So he's doing the right thing. Yep. He didn't play his cards wrong. I just thought that – Maybe he got like a little snake oil salesman in him. Like he baited us in for that, all that. He did. And it's so like, hey, I waited like 45 minutes to hear like eight minutes of material that I feel like it didn't go hard enough. Right. And he, he could just be saying, hey, I'm still funny, motherfucker. I'm still Chris Rock. I'm still going to give you some of my best. Or his he thought was his best. Wasn't his best to me. But that's, no. what, that's what I saw. Do you, you think know? he would have played it a little bit better if he just would have got it out of the way at the beginning of the show? Yeah. It's a good I, question. Yeah, I think so. I think he should have made it longer and right off the bat. Like, I know why y'all are here. So let's get, just like, all right, let's get yeah, to this yeah, shit. Yeah, right, right. Unless his material was so damn good, he could have waited till the end. Yeah, I feel like that didn't have to be like the – because like, if the fireworks ain't like the big grand finale that you think it should be, then why even go there? Yeah. Like, end it another way. And, I, yeah, the whole – when he actually did touch on it, it wasn't a great finale. No, he didn't end yeah, it right, yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, the worst, like, grand finale I've ever seen in my life. But as far as, like, him and what we were expecting to hear from him, it was kind of like, it's like, uh, like, it's <laughs> like, uh, I, I get it. Not not a complete dud, but it was kind of, like, anticlimactic a little bit. Like, I wanted it to end a little bit better. Like, don't fight. Don't fight in front of white people. All right, I get it. That's how you want to end it. Right, fine. God bless you. But if it was me, I would have played it just a little bit differently. But that's just me. Not saying that it was, like, the worst thing ever. But on his scale, that that's definitely two out of five. Like Chris Rock should have done something a little bit better, or just dedicate a whole just half hour, half yeah. hour Will Smith jokes, right. and then get the hell out of there. This we would have been be very satisfied. Oh yeah, you can't underscore the fact this might be the most embarrassing moment of his at least professional life. Sure. Um, well, I don't know, man. He did put out Pootie Tang. <laughs> I'm vouch for Pootie Tang. It's, it's a classic, but it's I'm not like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. JB Smooth said that he was in the after party that Chris Rock came to, and he was like, "You would have never known he got smacked." He was like, "Chris Rock was like act like nothing happened." Really? Yeah, he said that. Uh, that's how cool he was about it. He, was he like, looked shook on the actual yeah, he, live show. He did, but he said that he just came up. He's like. He said, well, we got anything to say, J.B. Smooth was like, I was waiting for him to say, he's like, that motherfucker smacked me. <laughs> he said, they just went on about their night. He's J.B. Smooth was like, I was offended. He's like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know what to do with him. I appreciate like, that he said that. He's yeah. like, I took that fucking, I took that fucking slap like a G. I took yeah. that like Pacquiao. <laughs> and I shook that right. shit off. <laughs> right. I think if he would have made a, a spectacle out of it, maybe, you know, but he said. Because he was, we were giving you know, Will Smith shit for act like nothing happened. Right. You out there having a great time, getting jiggy with it and all that shit. You I know. know. So, I, yeah. And yeah, I, I I will say that would have took black culture down at least back 10 or 15 years 
if Chris Rock and Will Smith would have been wrestling on stage after that. That wouldn't be much of a wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Once <laughs> again, he's here now. He's like, I am not that damn big. Yeah. Will right. Smith is bigger than me. That would not have been a very good fight at all. He would have whooped my ass. He'd have to be whooping. My, he'd have to be whooping my ass though. Like I would have drop kicked his ass right off that, right back into Jada's lap. I'd have been down there fighting everybody, <laughs> Denzel, everybody getting. In, you know, what I mean, like because I, I just couldn't imagine getting slapped like that and not doing anything. You know, so but you have to be a big time professional. And that's why True. they are. So. But so I still stand by this, even though I do think Will Smith was wrong, and I even talked to my sister about this. She's on y'all's side. Um, she, she, my sister made the comment. If The Rock was up there, Will Smith wouldn't have did shit. He would have just laughed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Mike Tyson made that joke. Yeah, he would have never even looked that way. You know. Well, so I still feel that The Rock wouldn't have made that joke. And at that same Oscar, Javier Bardem, your boy from No Country for All, Old Men, and uh, one of Tom Cruise's ex, what's the girl from Blow, uh, who's got the last oh, name? Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Let's say Penelope Cruz shaved her hair bald recently. I don't think Chris Rock would have made that joke about Penelope Cruz. Well, the G.I. Jane joke works with, with damn near anybody. It didn't have to be a black woman. Per it, it didn't. But, but, they but have, I think Chris Rock would have been conscious enough. Like He had beef these are, already, though. This, I'm at a white function, yeah. a white-slash-Jewish function. I but, can't, as me as a black comedian, I can't get away with making, making a G.I. Jane, G. I. Jane yeah. joke on Penelope Cruz. I think Chris Rock, would, would, Chris Rock knows this system enough. He felt he could get away with it because of not only because it was Jada, but because of all the mess they've been doing in the public. Yeah. So Will Smith and Jada brought that on themselves. Well, I don't know if I 100 percent believe that if it wasn't, you know, Jada, he probably would have made that joke. I think he probably would have made that joke with anybody. A shaved head is pretty damn obvious to make a G.I. Jane joke. True. It's, 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 it's safe and it's corny. Well, enough. he said that she started it. You know, they already had some kind of history with that. Yeah, the Oscar show thing. He's like, yeah, yo, yeah. you don't tell a black man to, to quit yeah. his job because your husband didn't get nominated? And I felt the, the exact same way, honestly, because Concussion was not that great of a movie any no. goddamn way. It was terrible. I never got around to watching it. You ain't missed a damn thing. Yeah, about it. Nah, it wasn't nothing. It, 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 it was really bad. It was really, really bad. So, yeah, the fact that they still had beef and he's saying, like, hey, you started all this shit. I was like, I, I actually believe him on that one. I 1,000% think that Jada probably had, like, some behind-the-scenes, like, you know, tiff with him. And it wasn't coming to the forefront. And then her just going after him for the Oscar thing just amplified it even more. And I actually was kind of on Chris Rock's side. It's like, I ain't quitting my job to boycott with y'all. Like, keep y'all asses up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point you made. Very good point. Yeah, like, like to host the Oscars? Man, come on now. That's a really big deal for a lot of people. That's why Kevin Hart made it such a big deal that he couldn't do it because they got him caught up in his little controversy with which the was ridiculous. Tweets. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, that's a milestone for a lot of people. That's like a checklist for a comedian or anybody Dead who wants serious. to host something like that. Real talk. So yeah, I ain't gonna quit my job because you offended. Like, uh-huh. keep your ass at home. You weren't invited any damn way. I would have said <laughs> the same damn thing. <laughs> right. You ain't never gonna be. Uh, yeah, let me let me shut up before I go in on Jada again because you know how I feel about her. <laughs> about to say, you know, you know, blessings to everybody involved. Hopefully, everybody starts healing from this since we finally got to hear from Chris Rock. But aside from that, I had no other headlines aside from that. Did I miss anything else that might have come out? Um, I want to talk real briefly. You saw that uh, Creed Two had a monster opening. Creed, Creed, oh, Creed Three. Three, sorry, yeah, they Creed had fifty-eight Three. million or something like that. That's yeah. that's a lot of damn money. What they said y'all... that's the biggest box office opening for any sports movie. 
I that saw was a that. little bit surprising. Huh. So very surprising. I had to well, think about that. The first Creed didn't that do pretty well on opening weekend? Well, since you want to ask, yes. Oh, okay. it, it there did. you go. I want to hear some numbers. It <laughs> did. Creed one. Uh, that opened to it, both Creed and Creed two opened during the Thanksgiving holidays when they were came out. Right. Both of them had openings within the thirty, forty million dollar range. Uh, Creed one was like thirty eight, thirty nine. Creed 2 was like 40-something. But that was, both those movies came out on a Wednesday. So they made some money on Wednesday, Thursday. And then they made like 30, 40 million over the weekend after that. Which is still very impressive. But um, there is some interesting information I saw on here for for the Rocky franchise as a whole. Uh, so, um, just based on general numbers, the highest grossing Rocky movie in the entire series is Rocky Four, which made $127 million back in the 80s. That was domestic? Domestic. Just domestic year. Rocky Three is number two, $125 million. The original Rocky made $117 million back in uh, 76 when that came out. So I think it's kind of been underscored just how big of a hit some of these movies were. <coughs> I got a got to mention this here i mentioned it rocky the original one made 117 million dollars in 1976 domestically you adjust that for modern ticket price inflation that's the equivalent of that movie grossing 616 million dollars domestically that's avengers marvel at that's avengers fucking money that's ridiculous that's avengers avatar money that is insane that is literally insane. That That's a lot of damn money. Uh, same with the other Rocky movies. It kind of underscores how big of a hits these were. We just mentioned Rocky IV was number one with $127 million. Adjusted for inflation, that's $355 million. Rocky III, 384 uh, So th- these movies were, have always been huge hits. And even though they've been part of pop culture and big financial successes... I really feel they uh, have kind of been underappreciated just how good of actual dramas that these movies were. And I think it's safe to say all three of us really enjoyed Creed 3 quite a bit, right? Yeah. I, oh, uh, shit. Did we even review we it? We didn't review we it. We haven't talked about it yet. Oh, we can, we can get to the review real quick, man. So, okay. is, so is you, you, done, you done cooking? I don't, uh, don't want to kick you out the kitchen. No, I just want to say, yeah, that's a huge win for the Rocky franchise, huge win for a black filmmaker or any filmmaker making his debut film. Uh this is a win all around for everybody involved. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, Sylvester Stallone's having his issues with the producers of the Rocky franchise, which kind of kept him out of this Creed three. But uh, it is pretty freaking awesome for Creed three to even exist and to just be a huge freaking hit already out the gate. So that's a, that's a big win all around for me. Oh, absolutely. Now, as far as the review, I'll, I'll try to get us to our quick review real quick. I can't believe we even forgot that. This, that just shows how much stuff has been coming out this past yeah. week. We're trying to get caught up. And we completely forget that we did Creed uh, this past week. But as far as, like, Michael B. Jordan and his directorial debut, I have to say he did pretty damn good. Pretty damn freaking that good. Opening, that opening um, sequence, like that little flashback of him and uh, Damien, Back in L.A., I thought that was pretty damn good. Fantastic. Like the, like like I said, I think I might have said it in the theater. I think he was starting to fall in love a little bit too much with the close-up shots. 
that he was doing. Like he was getting a little bit too close to the to the face. But then again, I had to think about it for a little bit. I kind of like it when actors kind of get those close-up shots when they do a lot of, I like to call it facial acting. I don't know if that's even a thing, but you kind of see like you see like the muscles twitching a little bit. Like you get to see more facial expressions, like uh, while they're talking, or how you see how their feelings are actually being transferred into. You like, can actually see what uh, you can actually act with your eyes if you're if you're good enough. Yeah, and I thought I saw that a lot with Jonathan Majors, like seeing him sitting in that uh, that restaurant with the that was a great with, scene yeah yeah you kind of see like the emotions that was going through his mind or whatever that was being transferred into like his facial expressions you kind of see like he was like really like um uh, like he was had some admiration like he was like really surprised and shocked that uh michael b jordan was doing so well in life and he was doing well at boxing but you also saw a little bit of jealousy and a little bit of angst like you feel like oh man like you really did take like the life that i was gonna have if i hadn't got locked up for you or something like oh that. yeah so i definitely i definitely saw a lot of that in the opening I thought, like, damn, Michael B. Jordan is actually a pretty damn good director. Like, he must have had a lot of good mentors on those first two movies, damn like, serious. as far as, like, the camera work. So, overall, I thought, he's, I thought he did pretty good. The last uh, the last fight, the end fight or whatever, I thought the kind of, the angle that he took as far as, like, setting up the whole scenery, like, everybody in the crowd, like, disappeared. And they showed, like, him fighting behind bars in the ring with Damien or whatever. I thought that was actually <coughs> kind of, that was actually kind of neat, kind of seeing something like that a little bit different. Because I got so used to seeing, like, slow-mo shots or whatever. Oh, and there was one shot in particular that I thought was very fascinating to watch. The slow-mo shot where uh, Damien hit him with that body shot. And then he, like, like you saw that little slow-mo. Sweat come off his back. You yeah. saw his eyes pop out his head. And then you saw, like, the sweat come off his back. I thought that was a dope-ass shot. That was bro. dope Super as hell. That was a really good fucking shot. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, god damn. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. I'm so used to seeing, like, those slow-mo shots of him getting hit in the face. Like, him taking a body shot. And then all the emotions that he's feeling at that moment of like his eyes popping out and feeling like he lost his breath. I thought that was that was a beautifully shot uh, scene right there. Absolutely. And I'm sure you guys heard listened to a couple of reviews online or just heard just some news stories about it. And I'm sure you guys heard about Michael B. Jordan had a huge anime influence for this. You guys had to have heard that. Oh, I haven't, time. I haven't heard that. That's all they talk about. What is he, a Dragon Ball Z fan or something? Dragon Ball Z, a lot of other shows I've never okay. heard of. But uh, <laughs> me seeing a lot of anime in my lifetime, that shot, along with the slow-mo shot that ended the fight that knocked Jonathan Majors out, and the fact that the background kind of disappeared and they were kind of seeing what their emotions yeah, were, yeah. what they were fighting with, that's that's the anime influence that I could see. Um, I, I went, Hearing that going in, I thought it was going to be way more over the top than what was actually presented, so... It was so subtle that if you didn't hear anything about anime influence or watch anime, you wouldn't even know. But I thought that I thought that was great, and it kind of added a little freshness to the fight scenes as well because we had never seen that in a in any of the Rocky movies like that before. So I, I really appreciated that. Oh, that was very good. That was yeah. very well. And as far as the grade, I say this one is. I don't know how I would rank the second one, but I say this is definitely better than the second one. But I don't think it's better than the first one, in my opinion. The first one is still the the best one, as far as like the Creed trilogy. But I say it's still probably like a three point nine, maybe four out of five, as far as the grade. Mm-hmm. It was still really damn good. Him and Damien, their background, well, they has been going through, and how it ended up turning into that, and the actual that uh, the chemistry that Michael B. Jordan and uh, Tessa Thompson have on the screen is top fucking notch, big time. They play a great couple on the screen, so their chemistry that they have together. 
it really, really works. It doesn't feel like it's forced. It feels like they really are a couple when they are on screen. So they actually work pretty well together. And then the whole storyline with his daughter, him learning sign language and her learning new things, whatever, as far as like wanting to be a fighter like her dad and all this other stuff. And then, of course, the whole uh, storyline with him and his mom. I kind of saw that coming along, like her uh, passing, because, you know, they said that she had a stroke. Yeah, early on in the film, I saw that coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, all right, she's going to be the one that's going to pass on Mm -hmm. in this film. So I kind of saw that one coming. But overall, I thought this was a pretty solid movie. So I think Michael B. Jordan did a very, very, very good job as far as his first directorial debut. So, yeah, he knocked this one out the park. Knocked it out the ring. Knocked out. (laughs) Knocked out all around, man. Did a great job, man. Very proud of you, Michael B. Jordan, man. You did a really good job. So how y'all feel about it? Um Still the same way. I thought it was really good. I, my, Jonathan Major, like I can say he's probably my favorite actor. Man, he's doing. A, he did a hell of a job. I felt his reasoning. You know, what I mean, like you yeah. went to prison for this dude, and he lived your life. He, you were the better. You were definitely a, a way better fighter back then. He wasn't even fighting at that point. Um, and I could see why uh, Michael B. Jordan felt like he he had to do something to help him. You know, he wasn't there for him. He let him spend 20 years or 18 years in prison or jail while he's out having a good time and living it up with this big ass house. And, you know, I mean, while this dude pretty much went to prison for him, you know, yeah. he, he started fighting the dude and he's getting jumping here. He came and just my uh, Jonathan Major's character came to save him. You know, what I mean, and he went to prison. And so I could see the why he felt like he owed, he, he felt guilty about that. You know, what I mean, he felt like he owed him something. And uh, but you could see the the pain in Jonathan Majors deep down. We all knew that was coming, though. I feel like the storyline I've seen before in Rocky, oh maybe not in Rocky, but in some other. I feel like I've seen this storyline before, but I enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Jonathan Majors, he, especially when he finally knocked out the, the 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 Hispanic champ that they had that really that really wasn't a heavyweight. <laughs> he looked like he was more of a lightweight, you know what I mean? And John DeMajor looked like he's 260 pounds of muscle, you know. Yeah, dude, you said exactly what I was thinking. You yeah, said that in the theater. Yeah, actually. yeah. Like, yeah. They, these guys are not in the same weight class. <laughs> right, right. He would have killed this guy. And did you see, like, John DeMajor had, like, the Mike Tyson look. He absolutely yeah, did. Yeah, I yeah, got that yeah. impression. Right. Lot. He had the all black shoes with the black trunks and the all black little thing Mike Tyson used to wear. Mike Tyson. I don't think that was an accident. I no. think that was definitely intentional. Okay. I thought I was tripping. Maybe I was like, damn, these dudes look like Mike Tyson. Kind of got the Mike Tyson feel to him. I thought it was really good. I, I thought it was. I thought it was better than the first two, to be honest with you guys. I think Ooh, I said it. I, that's, I, that's pretty bold. I enjoyed it. I, I, well, I, not so bold. That's yeah, not saying that the ones To be honest, good. I started rooting for Jonathan Majors. I'm like, all right, man, beat up Michael B. Jordan. Get him I out was of feeling there. the exact same <laughs> way like, for get a little bit. out of there. And I knew they had to, you know, let him be the triumphant winner at the end, uh, especially after he punched him in the eye out there in the, in the, in the, on the beach. We'd have been fighting out there on that beach, you know what I mean? But uh, I think he had a lot of respect for Jonathan Majors' character, Dame, uh, Diamond Dame. Uh, I really didn't like it. I felt like when they were in the ring at the end, I felt like I could feel those punches because that IMAX screen probably. That IMAX that screen, made man. it a whole lot Yeah, to a certain part of me wishes they would have re-released the first two and just had a little marathon. Yeah, I would have paid for that. That was great. And it was some sad scene when Felicia Rashad died. I looked over old girls over there crying and stuff. Like, you crying? This is Your sad. date was crying? She was crying watching that. Yeah, so I was like, damn, this, this hey, got everything. My wife's ass is dry as yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> she's used to some stuff like that. I don't know, but she says she cries at every damn thing. So I was like, well, maybe that's it but i thought it was good it had everything for everybody i thought how did y'all's dates like it uh-huh did I, date? she liked it yeah my, my wife did enjoy it yeah okay. she right. liked it but, she but really of course because she's like a, a medical professional she's like 
you know, for somebody who just had a stroke, she moving pretty well, talking pretty well. I was like, you know, like, you know yeah. that's a good ass point. Like, right. She must be that's a strong black woman right there. A and, stroke ain't gonna slap you from doing shit. And they were taking a lot of hits too uh, when they were fighting. They were taking some killer shots. You know, my, Jonathan Major was hitting Michael B. Jordan with some stuff that would have killed him. You know, what I mean, so obviously they, you know, he's not that much smaller, but Jonathan Major was ripped for this movie. You know, what I mean? he was super bulky in this. I saw an interview where he said he had to work out three times a day. Just to look like that, you know what I mean? And he said he had to eat all this certain type of food and stuff. He said he boxed when he was a kid, but nothing quite like this. So he had a little knowledge of boxing, but they had it with a real trainer and stuff like a real boxing trainer to get him in shape for like nine weeks. Well, he's also doing yeah. a movie where he's playing a bodybuilder. So that actually oh, really? makes a lot of sense. He's getting like a two for one right there. And, and he was talking about That's how- supposed to be one of the better movies uh, in the festival circuit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, that we'll, we'll be seeing that eventually this year. Yeah, he oh, is that coming out this year? Yeah, okay. yeah. He was saying that he they asked uh, Michael Strahan was interviewing him. He was like, "What do you like better, King the Conqueror, or would you like Creed?" He's like, "I I can't say that, but he's I had a lot of fun with both, but I really like Creed. You know, what I mean, I really I really enjoyed being there with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, him being a director, he was like, he's very sensitive. He's really cool, and me and him get along. We're like brothers. He's him being older than me. We're like he's like my big brother." You know, I mean, I really enjoyed working with him, you know, so he kind of made it seem like he liked Creed better being Creed, being in Creed than he did Kane the Conqueror. But uh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah he didn't yeah. have to see himself in that ridiculous Egyptian outfit. <laughs> right. Right. But he did say, he, he, you know, he, he's got prepared to see more Kane the Conqueror. It was, this was like a week ago. So I really thought it was great. Make it short, uh, shorter here. I, I gave it four brownie points. With a soft flaccid four and a half. If, I think if did I did you just say a soft flaccid? <laughs> I, I think if I didn't see this storyline, I saw this coming a mile away. As far as him, all right, we got the guy who's been in prison. Now he wants payback. Now he knocks out the champ who really wasn't even a heavyweight. And now he, I seen that coming, but I really enjoyed it. I give it a four, four brownie points for me. I, I thought it was the best movie of the year so far for me. So. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, the bar hasn't been set. Yeah, we had a so whole lot. Right now is number one. If we had it's to, one if we had to go from to January to March, and you tell me you name five movies, this would be number one for me so far. So. Agreed, agreed. And I'll, I'll same here, same here. I'll probably give it a four point five. I really enjoyed it. I will say this was my least favorite out of the Creeds, though. I will say that, and I knew coming out the theater that. It was I like Creed one better, but I was still on the fence on why on if I liked this Creed two more than Creed three, and before having a week to kind of let it simmer, I think I'm gonna give Creed two the nod over Creed three. But I, let me also say that the original Creed from 2015, I put that in the same category as a Mad Max Fury Road, Goodfellas. Jurassic Park, um, Forrest Gump, any movie that we've talked about in private or on the show is one of our favorite movies that we've seen or uh, just straight classics. I'm putting Creed on that level. You guys really know how much I've loved that movie, so much I've talked about it, and you guys like it as well. But I really just wanted to really accentuate how highly I think of Creed. So for me saying Creed 3 is not as good as Creed 1, that is not an insult. I don't think that's kind of a lightning in the bow situation. 
just like when we get the eventual sequel to Mad Max Fury Road, it's not going to be better than Fury Road. No. But I hope I enjoy it. I don't think any of these Creed movies are going to top Creed 1. The reason I'm going to give Creed 2 the nod over Creed 3, and one of the few negatives that I had about Creed 3, is one of the reasons I mentioned my stand ovation is for that uh, Claudia Costello. I think it was the editing. I do think... There was a longer, better movie somewhere in there, and through the editing process, it kind of got chipped out. Uh, one of the reasons that I uh, really adore that first Creed is because I saw that storyline coming as well. He's an underdog. He's getting trained by Rocky, and eventually he's going to end up fighting the champion of the world and probably end up winning the championship. I didn't see it having a similar ending as the original Rocky, where he ends up losing the fight. But uh, still ends up uh, winning the night. That's a quote from the movie. Now, that's another negative I have. One of the highlights of the first two Creed's movie was them having Max Kellerman announce the fights. This made it sound like a real fight. It, it, it did. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was great. They uh, even had the Showtime announcer in one of the fights in Creed 3. But when it got to their fight, it had some announcer. You know, it would have made it seem a little more real because the dude who always goes, it's Showtime. You know, right. he's he's not no Michael Buffer, but he's up there as far as I watch boxing. I like boxing. He's he's He does all the Mayweather fights whenever Mayweather was. Yeah, fight. you're right. Yeah, you know, so like maybe they could have used him as as the announcer for that fight. They're supposed to be the big fight, you know, the of the of the movie. So I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And uh who know who knows what happened during making that? But yeah. I will say one of the reasons that it was good is just because um even that original Creed, that final fight scene, there there was different styles used in that. And there was a, a sequence on there where the entire crowd goes black and you just see the fighters going at it. And there's different styles throughout that fight. I thought it was a little bit jarring in the Creed three that I think in round two <clears throat> that's when the crowd disappeared and they just showed them fighting and it showed kind of like their history as the background. Like and then once kids, it disappears, yeah, yeah. they're already in round 11. I think it would have had a lot more impact on me as a viewer. If we would have seen them really going at it for three or four rounds, then it cuts to that sequence. Well, I don't want to see it. From well, the they start have right. done that before. So it does get kind of tired and old. I think they were just kind of speeding through this. Because it was like, you know, I, I don't think nobody wonders wants to watch that whole Rocky montage that they always get when they're like round seven, round eight, and just sees them like slow mo punching each other, like seeing them getting beat up and spitting up blood in the corner. But like, you don't, you don't get that in in the Creed movies. I thought the Creed, especially the Creed one and two, they did it fantastic how they how they paced the fights out. Because you don't you don't you don't really uh, Creed one. <clears throat> you get him getting his ass whooped through most of the fight. That's how Rocky would have been, though. Rocky took a lot of beatings until he finally came back in 10 he and did. 11. You know, he, so. he did. But this has uh, a lot in common with uh, Rocky Three, where he's on top of the world. And uh, somebody who has nothing to lose is coming to get you. Um, yeah, that's what his trainer Mickey said. This guy doesn't want to kiss you. He's trying to kill you. That's what Mr. T, right? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. T, yeah. Clo- yeah Rocky, Clover Lane. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. He said the worst thing to happen to you was you got civilized. That's that's what uh, that's what Mickey said to him. The worst thing to happen to you is you got civilized. But just to hammer that point home a little bit more, when you guys get a chance, go back and watch the, the build up to not not only the fight, 
itself when they come out. But even the training montage was a slight letdown. I, I didn't get that same chill I got in Creed 1 or 2 during those training montages. Maybe maybe it was more like Rocky 4 because you remember Rocky wasn't fighting and Apollo was fighting. Rocky was just like in the background like more of his trainer. True. And Drago be- beat the shit out of Apollo and killed him. And then now same thing with Michael B. Jordan. He His fighter got beat to death and now he had to come out of retirement to fight. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that. You know, he had to come out of retirement to fight uh, Michael B. Or not, what's his name? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like the similar. Uh, Rocky wasn't fighting. He had to come back and get all cocky and trained up for it and fight Drago. So if he dies, he dies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you yeah. know, we all remember that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he had to come fight him now. You know, killed his best friend. He didn't beat him. He killed him in the yeah. ring, you know? So. They should have been through the towel in. I was like, throw the towel in, man. What y'all doing? He's getting destroyed. You know, so. Well, yeah, he, he that was an asshole that I, that oh I never seen. Oh, my God. He was beating the shit out of him. I went to think Russian. He was just talking. He's over there really dead. He did beat the shit out of him. beat the hell out of Apollo Creed. God damn. Y'all really could have stopped this fight. But, yeah, I thought that was similar to me. A little bit similar. Well, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think about that. That was a pretty good like resemblance of what I saw before because I was getting so used to them like beating the dead horse so to speak like trying the same thing over and over again like because I didn't I didn't like the idea of him having to fight Drago's son in the second one but it's kind of like eh, they need to put a button on this story yeah. if they're going to still have him around whatever and I'm very glad they didn't just keep that same routine going like okay let's have him fight uh, Clover Lane Cl- Clover yeah. Lane I'm glad <laughs> I was expecting that, right. that to be yeah. you know Jonathan May is going to be related to Clover Lane thank God <laughs> That would have been the worst. Look just like him, huh? <laughs> Thank God he didn't go that route. Yeah. But nothing in, in Creed 3 matched that same impact of um, Adonis getting his ass whooped by Drago's son. Then him having to go train at the at the Mexican-U.S. border with Rocky. And then him walking out to that rematch with his baby mom, wife, singing, singing. Uh, the theme song for him and him walking with Rocky. The chills I got in that theater, and you could feel the electricity through that uh, little ten-person screen. I was at for Creed through Creed Two. I I didn't get that at all with Creed. I, I got great entertainment and very emotional. I really felt the first half was a lot better than the second half, just on one viewing alone. On the technical side, it was top tier, but as far as that absolute movie-going thrill. And chills going, hair standing up on my arms and back of my neck that I got from Creed um, and Creed Two. I did. There was no scene or sequence in here that that happened in Creed Two. Still a great movie. This will probably be in my top ten at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, th- I re- that just shows you how highly I feel of Creed One and Two, um, which are both five out of five, ten out of ten movies for me. Th- this being uh, eight point five. Is no knock. I really enjoyed it. Well worth seeing in IMAX. Oh, yeah. By the that way, that was great. That was a good choice. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. By the way, oh yeah, I got uh, we got John Wick. It'll, it'll be my turn. I'll, I'll get the tickets for that. Maybe next week, John Wick Four coming out. It so, is coming out. Twenty. <coughs> got twenty four. Si- yeah, it's the yeah, year Scream, of the sequel. Scream is coming out this uh, weekend. I think Shazam is coming out the weekend after that. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the wife to go see Scream this weekend. I will think I'm going to force her since she, she forced me to go see Magic Mike. And All right. They made me like that. Day I maybe. saw, one more thing before we moved on, I saw House Party. You watched what? that? Better, better, than, better than 
You thought, right? It's much better than I thought. Yes, I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> much better than I thought. I actually was like, all right, now, this is not I okay. had some real funny parts I was like, wait a minute, house party. Y'all got me intrigued a little bit. Now, it was, it was it kind of fast forward through some stuff. I'm like, all right, now, was, this wouldn't have happened. But it's better than I thought. I'm telling you, yeah, way better, better. Way better. LeBron was in there. It was much better than I thought. It was a couple actors. who had Maya in there. I mean, not actors, but singers, celebrities, whatever. It was much better than, uh, than I thought it was going to be, so... I'm sure it was a much better comedy than that. Uh, what's the movie you saw with the guy from Stranger Things where he was a ghost? Yeah, much better than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And, and that's, I don't know why I was thinking it's going to be the worst thing I've ever seen. Because the marketing was bad. It was bad. It it's still bad. not. It's not great. For for what it's worth, I, I'd i say it was two and a half, three, brown, almost three brownie points. Uh, it's, it's worth yeah, three. Yeah. I'll give it three. It was much better. Tom, you, you might like it. I don't know, but the LeBron, it was funny. I laughed a couple of times. I will say that. So I'm like, all right, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. So Surprisingly it had no good. right to be this much, as good as it was. It still wasn't great, but better than I thought. So okay. If anything, you'll appreciate the the thug characters snatching somebody out, some snatching something out somebody's skin. Like, I, I hate you light skinned niggas. He'll <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> they definitely tried to redo some of the characters. Like the three bullies try to be like the three bullies from the original yes. house party. And, and the dance and, sequence yeah, was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. And Kid Cuddy looking like Dennis Rodman in this. I don't know what the hell Kid Cuddy he was had a pivotal role. Kid, no, you would love it, Tommy. <coughs> Kid Cuddy had a huge role Damn, in this. Damn I love Kid Cuddy. He in there with finger Pink fingernail polish and pink hair. Like, what the hell is Kid Cuddy doing? Eating an apple. Yeah, eating an apple. It's a whole the- party eating an apple on the bar. <laughs> and what he end up doing with them? I'm like, what? That yeah. was pretty bad. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of part of the modern times where for sure we know that's pop culture now, which still scares me. I'm terrified of what the Illuminati are actually going to do to us. Yeah, now that it's pop culture now, which kind of that's kind of scary. What's going to happen next? But. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you actually gave that a chance. I did. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. That way was, That was a Sunday night last ditch. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> Throw this up, half half court shot. And <laughs> it actually it, went by kind of fast. It, yeah, it's not a really yeah. boring movie at it all. It wasn't. It wasn't boring, yeah. Wasn't okay, anything. well, that's that's shocking. Okay, both of y'all saying that is actually better than advertised. It's definitely, they get some nice to the original house where you even see Kid and Play in there eventually, so, yeah. I know we're kind of running a little bit long t- tonight. Real quickly, I'm just going to say, since we're talking about nothing but sequels today, I did watch Tom Hanks' latest movie, Man Called Otto. I would recommend that for you guys. I, I enjoyed it, Man Called Otto. It felt like it was going to be one note out the gate of some angry old curmudgeon just mad at the world, and eventually he's going to learn his lesson by getting to know his neighbors. But it ends up being more than that, and the strength of the performance is carried on, and and since we've talked about pretty much nothing but sequels, I, I think it's important that these kind of movies still exist for not only older audiences, but just for us as well. Just so we don't just so we can actually see stuff that's not associated to some IP or is a sequel in a in a, in a huge franchise. Uh, highlight of this is her is his Spanish neighbor uh, actress I had never seen in a, in a movie except for this. Mariana Trevino, she was absolutely awesome in this. Uh, she's the one who kind of softens him up. Uh, there's a relationship he has with a, a black couple where it starts off where it looks like it's one note, but they do a flashback and they show that they were actually really good friends in the past and that Tom Hanks' character and uh, the, the black male neighbor had more in common 
than uh than they thought because they're both engineers and of course you know engineers they know everything about everything can't tell them anything so it was kind of good to see them relate and see how much they had in common a man called auto it's on uh video on demand so you can't rent it just yet you gotta pay for it uh i think it's a nice addition to the collection if you're on the fence definitely give it a rental but i really enjoyed a man called auto definitely put that on y'all's watch list i think y'all enjoy it good movie okay all right appreciate that all right, yeah, who got the hidden gem ready? I already got mine, so I already got my note up. All right, so, all right, just let me cook for a second. I know this is a weird one that I actually like, but this movie is actually called "He's Just Not That Into You." Now, this was <coughs> this is like a two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish, I believe. It has a uh, like Ben Affleck, has Jennifer Anderson, has a. Uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Jesus Connelly. Christ. He has like one of those large <coughs> ensemble kind of movies where it's like a bunch of different storylines and they all kind of coalesce all together at some point. But mostly it's just, it's just a breakdown about how people have different types of relationships and where relationships work and where relationships don't. So for, for guys like me, who's constantly trying to figure out women, no matter what age I'm at, I feel like I'm still learning something new. But they actually put a movie out like this where it's showing you like the different levels of women and the I don't know insecurities that they have about relationships and the different stages that you have to go through as far as like moving in together, like the whole stage of like, hey, are we've been together so long, or are we actually gonna get married, or you've been married for a while, you're still trying to figure each other out, like if you still work. It was just like a lot of different stage of the relationships of relationships in this movie. And I thought it was actually pretty interesting to watch. And I thought it was actually kind of funny too as well. So if you guys are out there, you want like a nice little couple movie or whatever, like, and plus, you know, all women, you know, all in this movie is they, they, they're pretty damn good. Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer Anderson, like you got two, two women in there that's aging pretty well out there in these streets. So yeah, they got some nice white women in this movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go check this one out. You know, Drew Barrymore, I've always been a big fan of her. I like Drew Barrymore. I, I think she's very funny. She's yeah. very witty. So I'm a big Charlie's Angels fan at the very least. So I always make sure that I, I check out as many of her movies as possible because, you know, I like to support her. But, yeah, I think y'all should check that out. I believe it's on Hulu. So if y'all want to check that one out, that's my hidden gem this week. Uh, he's just not that into you. So what else y'all got? Um, I got one. Before I go, uh, did you guys check out the Ninja Turtles teaser that they had i did that looks really good that does look good yeah that, that, you could you could think that miles morales spider-man that's movie. why i said it looks like that don't it oh, yeah 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 it got that feel to it i didn't like donatello's voice yeah, it made him sound one. like a little tiny kid yeah i <laughs> thought this was with teenagers yeah these, yeah these do sound but it looks awesome yeah it yeah does. we'll see where that goes i'm gonna go with um i think i might have done this one before i'm running out of hidden gems as far as what i've done but uh, i'm gonna go with ben stiller's uh the heartbreak kid um, Heartbreak Kid. I, he, oh, that where he married that he crazy married girl? The girl? Yeah, he married um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Milan Malin Anchorman. Oh, I can't remember. I, I just remember her from Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. She played in a couple. Uh, she played in um, couples re- resort, couples whatever resort with uh, Faison Love, big ass in it. Um, ben Stiller. <laughs> oh, couple re- couples retreat. Re- couples retreat. Is yeah. that what's the call? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Ben Stiller plays a uh, guy shit out of luck. Um, he's doesn't have a girlfriend, a boyfriend, his uh, or wife, a girlfriend, whatever. And um, his ex-wife, fiance, he's going to her wedding, 
And um, his dad is in it before he passed away. Well, this was way back. So this was 2007. And his dad's giving him shit like, man, how are you going to go to your ex-fiance's wedding? Like, what kind of shit is that? You know, he's just down on his luck. And everybody's giving him problems with not having a relationship or a wife or whatever. And he meets um old girl that we just mentioned, Malin Ackerman. That's her name. And, um, you know, he, he hits it off with her. They live in, like, San Francisco. He falls in love with her. And he falls quick and you know they're they're moving fairly quick but he doesn't know a lot about her until he gets married he gets married with her he gets married to her name they, they go on like a honeymoon in like cabo or whatever and um he finds out that she's got all these hang-ups and shit you know what i mean she's got no money she doesn't have a real job um she yeah. find out that she's not really funny um when they have pinochle time is it's terrible he don't like it he's he's already kind of like a uh really picky with his girls anyways but it's just she's just not the girl. Um, he didn't see her mom until they got married, and then his her mom was like four hundred pounds, <laughs> and he was and the dude was like, yeah, you know, you, you can tell how a woman gonna look when she get it. Just look at her mom. And he look over and the mom is like four hundred pounds. And he's like, <laughs> like, oh shit. So all these things that he didn't know until he got married, and so he's down there on this, um, you know, on his honeymoon, and he's not really enjoying himself, and he ends up falling in love with another woman. On, on the beach who's just there for a vacation with her family who's cool as hell he love he likes her to have fun she's not all these things she's funny uh she's smart she doesn't talk about stupid stuff and he actually really likes this girl so he's got like a dilemma where he's he's actually married to one girl and he falls in love with another girl at the same time on the beach and it's freaking hilarious and the family it's got um Danny McBride in there she's the cousin of the girl who he falls in love with so he's trying to get with another girl while he's married and they he thinks they think that she his wife died and so he doesn't have no you know he thinks it's cool to just keep hanging out with this girl on the beach it's hilarious man it came out like 07 it's on hbo max uh it's just funny how he has to like evade his wife to keep hanging out with this other girl on the beach who he he shouldn't have never married the other girl in the first place because he really did love this new girl. But it was just hard to explain. You know, he's there on a, on his honeymoon and in love with somebody else. It's hilarious. Uh, ben Stiller had me rolling. I, I always watch this when I see it. So it's on HBO Max. If you're just looking for a nice rom-com, it's a little edgy. It's a, well, I don't, it's not, not super edgy, but it's definitely funny. Ben Stiller is one of my favorites of his. Uh, it's a good time. I enjoyed this one. Yeah, Danny McBride. Uh, he's in there if you like him. So get that one to try. It's on Hulu, not on Hulu, it's on HBO Max. It's uh, get that one a chance. It's from 2007, uh, The Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. So, all right, all right. Nice. Leave it up to you. What yeah. you got for us? Uh, you guys both came with it tonight. Two movies I have not seen. I always like being introduced to new stuff. Appreciate that. Um, I used the upcoming release of Scream Six for my motivation, so I had to go slasher route, and I am gonna go with the 2001 slasher. Starring my Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum, Mr. David Boreanaz, who now is more famous for the SEAL Team show. And that is 2001's Valentine, uh, about a uh, killer getting revenge on five yeah. girls. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, now, you said Valentine, not my bloody Valentine. Not my bloody Valentine. Okay. This uh, was actually really good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the angel face killer, yeah. little sheriff killer. Yeah. Yeah, like a... Was it like a yeah yeah sure. I remember, yeah, yeah you yeah. see those little angels with the crossbow uh-huh. he had the little yeah. baby face on like Cupid Cupid yeah, yeah. Cupid there we yeah. go yep. Cupid yep. Sheriff um, whatever yeah yeah I remember it yeah uh huh that was good um, also has uh, Charlie Sheen's ex Denise Richards 
And uh, I think we talked about Under Siege Girl as well, Catherine Hegel. Yeah, her again. Yeah, she's man. in there. She's <coughs> yeah. Um, fine, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of f- fine, unlikable fine females. <laughs> this, yeah, Denise Richards is actually probably the most likable out the bunch. I couldn't wait for the other ones to get slashed up. But this one's good. Uh, Storyline is just about uh, some kid uh, doesn't really have much luck with girls, ends up uh, making out with a slightly overweight girl. Uh, under the bleachers and some other uh, more popular girls catch them and start making fun of them. So the other girl gets embarrassed and lies and says that uh, she was attacked by the guy. So they pull a prank on him and uh, kind of embarrass him in front of the whole school. And uh, when they grow up and they're in their early 20s, he exacts revenge and uh, starts knocking them off on Valentine's Day. Uh, the exact day he was embarrassed as a kid. So that kind of haunted him. And, uh, yeah, you know, the slasher genre was kind of hit or miss, but I thought this was one of the better ones. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, uh, my love for David Boreanaz is unconditional, and I think you'll also see why Denise Richards was considered to be one of the next big stars uh, watching this movie as well. Uh, she's really good in this. Uh, definitely one of the better movies of the horror genre, especially for that decade. Real quick 90, 100-minute movie, and uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's very good entertainment for the horror genre. Uh, one of the shining lights. Uh, 2001 Valentine, David Boreanaz, Denise Richards. Worth a watch, especially if this Scream 6 is good and you're in the mood for another good slasher outside the, sl- the Scream franchise. Nope. I have never heard of this damn movie. I remember watching this back <laughs> in high school, I think. Yeah, we yeah. were in high school when it came out. Yeah. I remember liking it way more than I thought I would. Oh, yeah. I remember this being a nice little surprise. I watched another movie before we go called The Strays. It's on Netflix. The Strays. Oh, yeah. Please tell me about that. I keep seeing Netflix that showing up on my uh, timeline. This might be worse than We Have a Ghost. It Damn, was bad. Really? It was real bad. Is it a Netflix original? It's a Netflix original. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called The Strays. I, I just... Is it a movie? It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It sucked. It sucked. It's This lady keeps seeing these black people outside of her house. She's like a biracial lady who lives amongst the the pompous rich people in England and everybody does the same thing every day, but she's like a principal of a school and she keeps seeing like these two black characters everywhere. Like they pretend to be a janitor. They pretend to be outside raking leaves and it just never went. I didn't finish it. I just say I gave it, I get, I got like 45 minutes into it. It sucked for the 45 minutes Damn. I watched. It sucked bad. It's called the strays. It was like a Netflix original. It's pretty, it's new. It's one. I was like, Oh, I got to watch this. It's like a horror. I watched the trailer for it. I'm like, Oh, this looks good. No, it wasn't good for, for what I seen. So it's just something that was new that I gave a chance. So, Oh, I'm sorry you wasted your this time. It sucked so You guys far. have not had any good recommendations yeah. for these Netflix originals. No, man. They have been letting me down, man. So so far, now, I didn't watch it to the end, but what I got from it, I was like, ah, oh, this is, it's got a like a, something Jordan Peele would make kind of feel to it, but it's, it's definitely somebody else, but uh, it didn't do much for me. It's called The Strays, so. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit, my bad. Before I forget, uh, Ryan, I did watch that uh, Wendell and Wild. Uh, oh really? Okay, okay. Is 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 just not my thing. I, I when you said you're not a fan of Coraline, I kind of felt that. I kind of had. A fan I of definitely that. had that vibe to it. Now aesthetically, it looks really, really good. Like the design of all that other stuff, it 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 looked like it was slightly different than Coraline. But overall, just you know, it just I appreciate for what the art it, for the art that it is, but it just it just wasn't quite my thing. 
I not, hear you. not saying it was bad. Not saying it was the greatest thing or everything. It was just like, like okay, I see it. It's like it's it's still good. Whatever. It's not like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's like middle of the road for me. But you knew that going in, and you still gave it a chance. That's commendable. Yes, very very commendable. And it, I, I hopefully I said in my original review that uh, one of the negatives I had was that it didn't really hit the mark on any of the genres it was trying to touch on, whether it, it's horror, comedy, drama. It didn't really knock any of those out of the park. Uh, but uh, it had some unique characters. Um, I I know they try to be a little bit too of the moment with the the character on there that doesn't uh, that goes by they. You saw. I'm sure you noticed that. But yeah, seeing a, a goth black girl in the lead was kind of refreshing to me. And I, I kind of hope they make another one because I do think it could be approved upon. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you gave it a chance at least. Oh yeah, I gave it. I said I'll give it a chance, and I did. It was like uh like it's like it is what I expected it to be. <laughs> I don't think now, you'll be now, watching that no again. Not against like the actual movie, but it's just like it's not something that I personally enjoy. Like that kind of style of like a uh, filmmaking the stop animation. Like I appreciate it for what it is, but it's just like like uh it's just not something that I'm into, which is. I guess it's fine. I'll, maybe I'll find one eventually that I'll probably knock my socks off, but this one right now, just it, it doesn't quite work for me just yet. So I'll keep giving it another try. I understand. Yeah, especially with the, the brilliant work Pixar and people are doing now. I can understand. I completely understand. Okay. All right, now that wraps up another great episode, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Now, once again, if you haven't done it already, remember to look it up on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we are. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, you know, like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to keep this fan base growing. So, gentlemen, Ryan, Sean, yes, thank you all for showing up again. Yeah, Ryan, no you, good you, to see you. You, you're getting better with the time, man. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, lie, man. Yeah. You're getting, getting a little bit closer, man. Like. <laughs> By the time summertime hit around, man, you're going to be here right on time. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as the weather breaks, man, I'm going to imagine you're going to be here, man, probably before us sooner than later. That's going to knock my my mind out of my mind. (laughs) It's like, wait, Ryan got here before – you got here before me one time, and it was only because I was super late. (laughs) I remember that night. I checked my watch. I was like, holy shit, Ryan got here before me? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I I took that long nap after work, man. I was tired of shit. Man, but thank y'all for showing up, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Go out, watch a movie, enjoy yourselves. All right, have a good night. Ready? Good night. Later. It's always the nastiest, and I like a little sassiness, a lot of class. Mommy reaching your bag past the fifth. I'm a leader at last. This a Don you with my nonsense spit. Niggas lose consciousness.